Welcome to the Colbo Arcade. Woo! <laughs> a special of the Colbo podcast. I am Troy. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Hey, howdy, hey. We've got some special guests here. We've got from the Colbo podcast, we've got Jake. Yeah. We've got Scott. That's me. And we've got a special guest here, Jose Herrera. What's up, mother lover? <laughs> the often mentioned, never seen Jose. Yeah, the person you make fun of religiously. You still are not seeing him. Yes. I know. Huh? But you're hearing him now. This yeah. So you remember, that's good. Do you remember the episode where I, I told Jose I tricked him to give me his password? Yes. He, he messaged me like after he heard that. And he's like, you made me sound really stupid. Yeah. It was just a bunch of Bolshevik. It Jose, really was. Jose. You played yourself, bro. You played yourself. You played yourself. (laughs) I play with myself sometimes. So, yeah. So, you've probably heard us talk about Jose a lot, but this is the first time you're actually hearing Jose. Jose has played more video games than all of us put together, so it's Mm -hmm. very fitting that he's here. Actually, not really. I mean, I didn't put 2006 hours into... Last year's video games, Mr. Daily. So if so if you guys don't know this, you can you can look on your PlayStation and it'll tell you how many hours you played. And I played two thousand and six hours. Yeah, I think I was fifteen hundred. And uh in one year. In one year. That's eighty days. <laughs> mm. There's three hundred and sixty. You can go around the world in that long. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. With so, Jackie Chan. So funny story before we <laughs> the worst the worst iteration of that movie ever. <laughs> So funny story about the the five of us before we jump into the the podcast or the episode. Uh, we actually about five years ago, the five of us would record in a closet in Orem. I know we've talked about this before, but this is the first time since then that the five of us have all been five of us. That's yeah. true. We used to call. So. Our, we used to be four guys, right? Four guys and Jose <laughs> and Jose <laughs> and special guest. Four Jose. guys and Jose. I still got Until, the picture. Of us yeah. flipping Wilbur off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Wilbur? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, for today, uh, we're actually talking about the uh, Cold Bow Arcade Awards. So, we have the awards episode with the main Cold Bow podcast, and now we're talking about video game awards. So, uh, to yeah. me, these are the real awards. These are the right. ones I'm excited I mean, for. These are definitely <laughs> more important. <laughs> I mean, this one is so important that we had Jake, Scott, and Jose, and I mean, screw Reese. But mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we we uh, didn't. They're so him. important that we couldn't allow Reese to ruin these, <laughs> so we let him stay again, <laughs> again. <laughs> I just uh, his pick will be a game he never played, <laughs> <laughs> never played. Anyway, let's move on. Um, we love you, Reese. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you guys want to... Oh, well, actually, first thing I just want to say, uh, as far as if you're following along with the Colbo Arcade schedule, we do have a, an episode that we're going to be releasing soon about Undertale, but we are jumping into this one a little bit before that to talk about the awards because that's what we do. That's actually kind of funny, too, because on the last episode, we teased that we're going to play Undertale because we never played it before and review it. I now have Undertale nominated for like seven of my awards. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, I kind of liked it. Well, let's jump in then. Uh, the first the first topic we are going to start with is called Tell Me a Story. Uh, I think so, Best pretty, Story. Yeah, Best Story. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Here are the nominations for Tell Me a Story. We've got Undertale, God of War, Near Automata, The First Tree, and Destiny 2, Forsaken. All right, let's talk. All right, so Undertale. Want me to go first? Let's go first, yeah, with Thundertale. Okay, so, and uh, you guys haven't heard our episode yet, uh, Jake, Scott, 
Jose. So you don't really know how we, we broke it down in our episode. We have a two hour long Undertale <laughs> podcast that we've been, we've been there's a lot on. to talk about. And it doesn't seem like it because if you guys look up pictures of Undertale, it's just it's an eight bit game that looks like it came out in the early 90s. It, it looks like the one that changes to 16 bit halfway through. That's the messenger. The messenger. All right. So Undertale, uh, I'll try to be brief as possible because there there's a there's a basic generic story. And then the it, when it all clicks and comes together is at the very end. Mm. But Undertale is a uh, it's a turn based RPG. It looks like Earthbound from the nineties. It looks like Pokemon kind of. Um, it was made. Hey, before we get any too far, I'm sorry. Are are we worrying about uh, spoilers? spoilers here? I'm not going to try to spoil too much. Um, well, we have a we have a we have a category called best moment or sequence. That's probably going to be spoilers. It's all spoilers. Yeah. Right. But I'll I'll try not to spoil too much. Okay. Um, but the basic story of this is it's a, it's a turn-based RPG. Uh, you're a character, you're a human being, and you fall into the underground where monsters live. And you can go through the entire game. Uh, in your head, you hear, oh, it's a turn-based RPG. You're fighting monsters. So you're just killing monsters as you go along. Um, what what you start to notice, though, is that everyone kind of treats you a little differently. They're like, why are you killing us? Why are you killing all these people? They didn't do anything to you. Why are you doing this? And then you beat the whole game. And um, we've mentioned a few times how we kind of like it when games screw with you, like Batman or Metal Gear Solid. This is the king of mm, screwing with the player. So. <laughs> they, they break that fourth wall so, so much. And they do it in ways that's really unique. That's that's really that's really fun. Every single thing. And, and the only way to start over in this game is to delete it off your hard drive. So every single thing you've done on this game, it remembers and it tells you. So like, let's say, for example, you play through the game, you get a neutral ending, which is you, you killed people, but you go, hey, you don't have to kill everybody in this game. I kind of learned my lesson. And then you start to spare people. And then a character appears and say, wouldn't you like to go through that and do it again and not kill anybody? And I was like, yeah, I would actually. So I played the game over again. It's like a five hour long campaign. And then I spared every single person there. And that specific run they called the pacifist run amazing like probably no story has resonated with me as much as that pacifist run in a video game has in quite some time so and and the greatest thing about it is that uh, to me one of the greatest things about that is that the game doesn't look like it would have that great of a story Mm -hmm. like we're talking about stories that like that kind of a story like floors you right but this one it it look when you watch if you look at videos of it or if you look at screenshots of the of the game it just it it it's kind of surprising that a story that that's that deep in is part of that game. Hmm. You have to check it out. But yeah. I, I even said that this, this game has a huge, massive following and fan base. It's kind of annoying. Like the fans of undertale are annoying. So when the only reason we chose, we chose this game. Agreed. <laughs> we chose this game because Troy and I had never played it before. So we both kind of just, well, this game's really popular. Let's play it. And then when I finally got that ending, I was like, Whoa, this is amazing. So with I, I don't, I'm not going to spoil too much. I'm just going to say the story and that having having the run through of, of instead of killing the monsters that they have or the the bosses even you can befriend them and then they kind of travel with you along the way. And this it's pretty cool, really cool story. Or you can kill them. 
Hmm. Um, okay, There's so also let's... a run where you can kill every single person. Right. It's called the genocide run. And it's scary. <laughs> it is pretty creepy. It's scary. <laughs> You're going to have to look all this up later. <laughs> but I'll so, leave it at that. Let's move on. So uh, the second game, the second nomination for Tell Me Story is God of War. And uh, we're not going to say who nominated this one because let's uh, let's by a show of hands, which is terrible radio, who has played God of War here? I think we've all played it. All yeah. five of we've us. All, yeah. yep. We've all played it. So uh, we all have something to add to this one. So. <clears throat> God of War, I thought was something that was super interesting about God of War. What I'm trying to decide if I want to talk about this at this point, or there's another nomination that I, I yeah, I I've been kind it. of saving my bullets. I think I'll save it, save this for later. Uh, but the God of War storyline, uh, we were actually talking about this pre-show about uh, how the the antagonists in God of War almost don't push the story. Mm-hmm. The The story in God of War is whether or not Kratos is going to save his son's It's, it's a character-driven narrative. It's not a... Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not, not about... It's not about whether or not Kratos is going to beat the bad guy. He's not... It's not about getting to the top of Mount Olympus and killing Ares or Zeus or whomever. It's about... It's about will... <clears throat> will Kratos be able to save the soul of his boy? Of boy. 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 Is so will Ollie will hates he do- it when I call him that. <laughs> <laughs> so does Rory. <laughs> that's weird. Sorry, that's um, my daughter. <laughs> but, but that's that's what was so interesting about this story is these games that that in the past have been so simplistic, I guess, in their like uh, arc, not necessarily their arc, but their their drive. Kratos has been kind of one dimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now, and now they introduce this this new dimension, and it is the the storytelling in this. I know we did that. We talked a little bit about this in our in our award show podcast. It deserves to be talked about. I think the the moment that really kind of hit me and stuck with me the most from that game. There's a ton of moments from that game that mm-hmm. are really great. But I think the moment that hit me the most is when uh, um, Atreus is crying and um, Kratos goes to put his hand on his shoulder to comfort him. Oh, because he has killed the deer? Yeah. Yeah. And then he stops. Pulls away. Sorry. Pulls it back. Yep. And it... the. That moment where he he's trying to toughen him up, he's trying to, because Kratos knows that this world is a tough place. It's a it's a yeah, nasty place. And he's place had to his live. first kill before, so he knows what he what sure. Kratos is going. Yeah, through. but he's also like he's a father, and everyone here is fathers except for me. <laughs> and they all, every, you all know, you're an uncle of all. I'm our an kids. uncle, <laughs> sure, but. Everyone like like he he has the, that that inclination to do that, and it's something that he didn't have growing up. So mm-hmm. should I do it? Should yeah. I not do it? Should I let him become tough? Should I let him become a man? Should, is is helping him becoming is is nurturing him helping him become a man, or is it making him soft and not right? Like it's all this stuff going through Kratos's mind, and Kratos is up until then was just a person whose sole purpose has been to unleash his wrath upon the gods of the Greek world. And so that, that alone, that scene alone makes this story for God of war stand out as something special. There's something I want to touch on with that. And uh, this is, this is a a thought that I had going back and forth in my mind is God of war can stand alone by itself as a great story. But if you take the other God of war 
video games and add that to it, it makes it even a more compelling and later story. That was the next point I was going to yeah, make. Is, to also the point what you were saying about the son is that he already had a family that he was tricked into killing before yeah. in God of War 1, the very, very first God of War. And then so you can kind of see why he's reserved in getting it, too yeah, close to his, Atreus is because... It's the end of Kratos' full life arc. And when you take his full life arc into yes. consideration, you, you gain perspective. And yes. the perspective of the first few games makes what the, the story in this one. I, yeah, and, I and thought it was really special. Another, another thing I think we need to talk about with uh, the best story is um, the, uh, the storytelling in it. The, mm-hmm. um yeah, just the the stories that what's the head's name again? Ymir, Ymir, Mimir. Yeah. dude, Mimir. Yeah, Silence the, head. Um, I would just like uh, ride my ride the boat around just like aimlessly just to just listen to, hear to him stories. talk. Oh yeah, you, it was amazing because he sit, tell he tell you sit the, at the dock. Um, yeah, I would sit yeah. at the dock and just wait to get off my boat. Absolutely, so I could finish the. Story. <laughs> that was actually a meme online, like the um, yeah. streamers on like Twitch and stuff. Like so much of the stream would just be like the 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 guy just sitting there listening. It's like it's it would you'd think it'd be super boring, but mm-hmm. it was like so entertaining. That voice actor did amazing. Yeah. There's a funny story too where the the creator of the game was kind of playtesting it with people, and I guess they had a glitch where you couldn't undock from the boat and playtest. So he was watching them and he's like, "Oh crap, it broke again." And that's because he go to the players afterwards. He's like, "Hey, what was wrong? Could you not undock from the boat?" They're like, "No, Emir wasn't done with his story." So I just sat there and listened, and he was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes." <laughs> So nice. let's uh, nice. let's move on. But before we do, unless does anybody else have anything they want to say? Jose hasn't said anything yet. Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> Story about God of War? Um, no, I'll leave that for later. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, one thing I, I, I really hate to do this, but one thing I forgot to mention is a little, little side note to these awards. Um, these awards aren't necessary for games that came out in 2018. They're games that we played in 2018. Oh, yeah, because so. Undertale came out in 2015. <laughs> we, we didn't mention that. <laughs> Within reason. So I, I need to throw that out there. These are games that we, we each played in 2018, but not actually came out in 2018. For, yeah, but it's within First reason. experience. I so, think, so you can't, I think like, your yeah. first experience with the game. So not, not Super Mario Bros. 2. Exactly. Super Mario Bros. 2. <laughs> Sorry, got to throw that out there. Let's move on. Uh, so we got Nier Automata and uh, I think the only person in here who's played that is Scott. So, Scott, yep. tell me about that. Yeah, I have a couple uh, nominated near Automata a couple times. It's a. It came out in 2017 yeah. or 18. Yeah, 2017. It, it's a. It's a trip. It's a trip of a game. It's um, very Japanese. Um, tell me about the story. So the story. Uh, it's a. It's about a. It's basically. Uh, Androids versus robots. So it's human androids versus alien robots. Sounds like Mega Man. Um, <laughs> and so, but and then it's about. It's basically what it comes down to is what is what does it mean to be alive? Um, and it's a it's like an old story. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's yeah, but some of the best stories. Times. Yeah, but um, but it is it is so good. And the way they tell the story, you go through it once as this uh, as this uh, woman android named uh, A two. Um, and then, and they all have like these uh, really techy names like A two. Wait, 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 a humanizer. Yeah, no. Um, oh, no, no, she's, she's very 2B. humanized. Her name is two B. Her name is two B, and the the um, her partner's name is is A two. I really thought you were going to say not two B. Well, that, that, that's what that's the joke. On. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, 
But uh, but so so you beat the game. You beat the game. You beat the the main boss, and the bosses are uh, their names are Adam and Eve, and they're these twin brothers. Anyway, um, and they're they're really advanced robots um, because most of the robots you fight are really um, like dumbed down robots. They're they're not super intelligent, but these ones are. Um, And then you beat it, but then you go back and you can play it again as uh, a two, which is her, which was her sidekick. Um, And so you play it from his perspective, the whole game through and there's, and then there's 27 different endings, right? Yeah. There's one for, there's an ending for each letter in the alphabet. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of, and some of them, like some of them are joke endings, like you can uh, self-destruct or you'll self-destruct and then all your health will go way down. And so, like you're not dead, but you're like limping, and if you get hit once, you'll you'll die. But if you self destruct while you're in the bunker, which mm-hmm. is a spaceship, it'll you just it's just game over. So things like that. But um, yeah, yeah, this really is a good story. It's on my backlog. I I want to get to it, it it's, but it's one of those. It's like existential crisis at the end. Type but it's uh, it's still sixty dollars. Like they're not dropping the price <laughs> of that game at all. I got it for thirty on sale. Um, yeah, it'll go on sale every once in a while. Yeah, I remember it was on. I almost got it. it was on sale at Black Friday. I almost. Got I, it. I really suggest doing it. It's like a. I put cool. like thirty hours into it and beat it. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to get it for me for my birthday? Maybe. Okay. Cool. How long did it take you? About thirty hours. Thirty hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's great. It, it it would probably be closer to 40, 45 if you wanted to do all twenty six endings. Okay, but. let's uh, let's move on. So the next one on tell me a story is called the first tree. Uh, the first tree is uh, so I I nominated first tree, and I was going back and forth between this one and Red Dead Redemption two. And these two games could not be any different. You have Red Dead Two that was de- that was um, that was uh, developed by Rockstar as a big game, and then the first tree is. If you want to talk about an indie game, this is the indie game of all indie games, right? <laughs> this the guy who developed this. Okay, he he's the developer, he's the publisher, he's the artist, he's the voice actor in it. He did. He lives down the road too, and he's from Utah. He's from Utah County. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this, you know the guy, right? Or you've met uh, him? I've, I haven't you met him. You know a guy who knows I, a guy, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Okay. But his name is uh, David, and I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, but David Well or David Wheel. Um, it's W-E-H-L-E. Um, very good. And, and. Well, Okay, cool. So uh, the first tree, Ali. the story, <laughs> Mahershala. <laughs> the, the story of the first tree is it's kind of like a, a two- a, a double story, if you will. You're playing as a fox, and the fox loses uh, it, its cubs, like run away, and you're you're the mom fox, and you're trying to trying to find your cubs. I think I've seen a trailer for this. Uh huh. And uh, but but the whole concept is that he's having a dream about this fox. The real story is about the the guy who's having the dream, and he's Whoa. telling about. Yeah. Trippy. No, but the actual the really cool thing about it is Did he's talking the top, about top spinning. Uh, it's not a dream within a dream. Oh, we're not inceptioning okay, this. You but does the fox bitch. ever fall asleep in dream? Mm-hmm. We're doing no, it again. What did you ask? No. Does the fox ever fall asleep in dream? No, nope, okay. never does. No um, so I'll, I'll be a little bit quick. But the the thing about this one is the story is that really gets you is the ending, and um, I mean I'll, I'll spoil it. Whatever, like you, um, the main character's father dies. And you basically move up to his house and you basically getting affairs in order and you're going to, uh, you wake up in the middle of the night and you go to a spot where you're, um, 
that was like meaningful to you and your father. And uh, on there is is carved a message in the tree, in a tree from your father to you. And th- this isn't and the, the whole game you play as the fox. Yeah. And then you wake up in a first person perspective and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, it's so it's unique. Yeah. It, but that's like huge spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I, you know, it is what it is, but that's, that's my, that's yeah. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's, but that's the only way to describe the story. Yeah. Like right. how the story is so good. So, yeah, yeah I mean it, the story itself is like, okay. <clears throat> until you get to that part and you're like, right. Oh wow. You know, like oh, wow. it hits yeah. you. So the next one, uh, is destiny to forsaken. Forsaken. An MMO is best story. Well, actually, to me, Destiny's a, a four-year journey. It is a four-year journey yeah, for it's you. it's a four-year journey. All started at Target because one day I was really super bored and I went to Target. It's all good stories. <laughs> no, it really is. I was really super bored. And- no, well, actually, it was at... I used to be very big into NCAA football games, but some dude sued another dude and then EA... Now they're gone. Now they're gone, so... There went my game of choice for a long time, but I was a target basically. Came across this game. I thought, hey, what the heck, nah, bought it. And then I kind of got really drawn into it. And now, every single time I log on to my PlayStation, it says <laughs> Jose is playing Destiny. I, yeah. I actually used to make fun of him for how often he played it, so he would hide the fact that he was online. <laughs> Just for me. Yeah, I would. Uh, Actually, because either way, uh, I would get a text from Chris being like, so, yeah, I'm not going to repeat it. (laughs) It's it's very explicit in nature. But but anyways, I started playing Destiny, and, you know, the story really wasn't really that great. And, you know, this year, or back in 2017, they released released a Forsaken expansion. I thought that came out in 2018, just a few months ago. No, Forsaken? Forsaken um, came out in 2018. Did it come yeah. in 2018? Yeah. Yeah, it did come in 2018. See, my, my timelines are, are kind of out there. But um, basically, I bought the game or the expansion. And really, it's about a character named Kate Six, um, who in Vanilla Destiny, Destiny 1, was kind of a blank character and then kind of progressed his character arc. But Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I already like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's, he likes his squash and He's sauce. like uh, toned down Deadpool. That's basically all. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, without the bad mouth, of course. But uh, anyways, <clears throat> if the story revolves around him where he ends up dying and he gets killed, which, you know. It isn't even a spoiler because it's on the cover of Forsaken. It's not. It's his it, dead yeah, body. It's really not a and spoiler. And the tagline was get revenge. So. Yeah. They just told you he's going to die. Well, basically, Destiny wasn't selling that very well. Mm-hmm. And the Bungie decided to kill him off to kind of put some emotion into the game, I mm-hmm. would say. But it was actually a really... And it worked? It did, actually. Because, like, you know, you like Kate 6 He's kind of an interesting guy. Loves a chicken. His chicken is his best Name the colonel. Name colonel. Yeah. Yeah. And so, basically, the story is about the death of him and how you avenge it, and it's actually pretty cool. There, there's a so. Sorry, go ahead. Is Cade Six your dog and you're John Wick? Is actually, that, yeah. Is that how this? Yeah, is going? because it, it the stakes aren't very high. Like in the in the vanilla Destiny Two, you're trying to save the world, and this one it's just revenge. Um, okay. And there's. The, <laughs> 
you play through the whole game and you're a silent antagonist and it's kind of annoying because I, I don't like silent antagonists so you have a ghost played by nolan north nolan or your ghost is like your companion that follows you around he speaks for you he always speaks for you and then there's so a part- they got the two classic nolan voice Morgan. actors yeah. <laughs> so Cade dies and then they're like we we can't get involved. We're guardians of the universe. We like, we can't go on this like singular mission. And then your guardian finally speaks, and he goes like, "Then I'll go. You won't have to worry about it. Oh, I'll that's go." Cool. Because I played Destiny two with yeah. Gaul and stuff. And you never talk. Yeah. So for him to actually talk is like. But like you, you don't you don't actually get in the chills right now because it was so lame. But but you don't see the character on the screen. Then you go, then I'll go, and you turn into your character, and I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I stood up, started rubbing my hands together. I was like, finally! You did the Mendenhall hand rub. It was it was uh, Matt Mercer too, voice my my guy. So really, it was, yeah, the sexy voice. Oh yeah. Then I'll Just, go. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a I'm cool getting moment. chills now. Goosebumps <laughs> from that's Matthew cool. Mercer. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry, I, I just wanted to elaborate more because it's a good choice. No, it is. And I, I, I loved it. It was very different for me. Great. But those moments are great, though. Like mm-hmm. a moment where <clears throat> a silent character finally speaks up. Yeah. Like stealing from a movie like Gone in 60 Seconds when uh, what's-his-name finally says something at the end. It was kind of a, like a ah, You're moment. talking about the British guy? Yeah, or uh, what's his name? or uh, Vinny Jones. When yeah. Vinny Jones, Jones finally says words, you're like, "Hey, you're supposed to be silent," and that that was played for laughs. But it can. This just goes to show it can be played for seriousness because it. Vin, Vinny Jones' line too was. Actually, I have a rather extensive vocabulary. <laughs> He's very intricate. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was this dumb character, but actually yeah. he was pretty intelligent. So it, it can be played to what well, it's an effective way to, to, to manipulate a person's emotions and uh, but a it, it's a great that, storytelling device. You have to earn it too because it takes the only way you'd get that kind of reaction is if you played hours and hours without him ever mm-hmm. seeing it. Well, yeah, your character, you, they had to go through a game and a half. Or his case, four years. Four years of never speaking. Yeah. And then you get that and it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's cool. That is cool. uh, I love love it. I love manipulating emotions and having mine manipulated. But but for the first Destiny game, it was Peter Dinklage. That played the ghost? Yeah, he played the ghost and he spoke for you. So everyone calls him Dinklebot. Dinklebot. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Little Light, like your ghost of the The light. Little Light. light. Cool. All right, so let's yeah, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, so again, here are the the nominations um, for uh, tell me a story are um, Destiny Two, Forsaken, The First Tree, Near Automata, God of War, and Undertale. All right, so we're just gonna so we're gonna obviously have a winner. What's up? I, I, okay. I find I, I think this is gonna be interesting since. Only one of those games all five of us play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's my thing. I think that, uh, honestly, I'm not sure how you can choose a story other than... I'm, I'm, I'm going, going between Undertale and God of War, to be honest with For you. best story? For best story. For yeah, story. and I was going to say, too, that, like, if I were to... We're, we're going to have three winners. We're going to have gold, silver, bronze. So if I were to bump two out, I think one of them, the first tree, because I kind of played it. And it was a cool moment, but the... The, the gameplay is what kind of was breathtaking about it, not necessarily the story. So I, I think that might be the one I'd put on in fifth place, per se. And I, I would probably put, and I, I hate to say this because I never played it, but I think followed by Nier Automata. 
Yeah. And so I think, I you think got that's your... a mistake, but uh, I understand because I'm the only one that's played it. But yeah. seriously, that well, I don't. Your story is insane. Okay, then, then tell us why we're wrong. No, tell us. I mean, it's uh, it's a wide sweeping story with huge consequences. And uh, I mean, I didn't want to spoil it, but there are some like huge revelations. Yeah. Like, just like what you guys are talking about with yeah. the okay. three games. Where, yeah, I mean, again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's like there's nothing quite like that moment where you're you like drop your controller, yeah, basically, yeah, okay. yeah exactly. I, I'm I'm with Scott. Like I haven't played it, but I believe him. Like he's no, he's I got conviction too. in his voice. So I I think I might put Destiny on the on the bottom okay. as well. All right, because I I have played that and it's fun and it's it's interesting, but they spoil. Your your goal. They so spoil your, your why you're driven. I'm gonna have to go with with you on that then because if you've played Destiny Two Forsaken, yeah. but not played Near Automata, and you're willing to put Destiny Two below Near Automata, yeah, <laughs> based off of what Scott said, based off of a game that you've already played, then I'm gonna have to just side with you on that because I haven't played either. So how dare you? I played <laughs> no, I but played. actually, um, I didn't even know that that game existed. And so while you were recording this, I kind of. Google that. And, you know, I was like, yeah. Tom and, oh, it's on the PS4. Yeah. I guess now I'm kind of intrigued to go buy it. So, yeah, do it. Uh, so Chris, you should. will you buy it for my birthday? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I will. Is this going to end with every one of us yeah. buying a different person? When am I going to get a I, I bought, game? I've bought Jake and Troy Walking Dead Season 1. That's true. Both yeah. of you guys. It's true. So, I, I true. did not pay you back for it. That's right. You did buy it. <laughs> so, Undertale. I mean, it was ten bucks, but whatever. Undertale, God of War, and Near Automata. Um, I would say, I mean, again, I don't, I haven't played Near Automata, so I don't know where to put it. So my natural inclination is to give it. Where, where would you put it, Scott? Out of the three that we have, I would put it second. Okay. Second behind God of War. Okay. Okay. Nice. So probably God of War is going on top for best that's, story. I think that's probably a given. I can't. I don't have. A, I don't have a say because I've only played one game of all five. <laughs> okay, I've only played God of War, and so of course to me, God of War is the best story. But I haven't played any. Where Where would you put Jose? What would you put at number one? You know, to be honest with you, I probably would put God of War just because. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I can speak about it right now. Okay, that's fine. It, it the story resonated with you. Well, well, actually, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll be. I'll be honest about it, but um. God of War was actually my most therapeutic game of 2018. And I only say it was therapeutic is because um, I know that any, a lot of you people on the podcast don't know, but I ended up um, losing one of my boys back in 2017 to like a terrible accident, you know. And God of War came out when? In May? Yeah. Came out in May. Yeah. And um, in May, when that game came out, I was kind of in a, well... For the better part of 2018, I was in a pretty dark place emotionally. And so well, the game really resonated with me because yeah. um, it's about, you, you know. and your boy. About oh, a boy. Father reconciling a, with his son. Yeah. So basically right. for me, I understood Kratos in a, I, I, I guess I understood Kratos in a deeper level and Atreus, both of them. Wow. Because um, Kratos is, you know, throughout the whole game, he's trying to hold it together. But really he is just you know broken and wants to mourn but yet he needs to carry on for his boy and i understood atreus because atreus is a lot like my older son who was trying to hide it yeah and was going through these things where he wished his you know his dad would have died instead of his mom and so for me 
Um, the game actually really helped me with my grieving process, especially in the part of trying to understand Atreus because he helped me understand my son a lot, you know, a lot of what he was going through. And it was kind of incredible that the game came out when it did. Um, it came out at a very good time for me. So it kind of helped me put things into perspective into, you know, like... I don't know what else. To say. Video games are awesome, dude. They, they like, really are. Yeah. If, can, they can if, help if anyone can hear that story and still think that they're just for kids or they're right? not like a right? form of of artistic storytelling, then if, if somebody if somebody were to say, "Oh, God of War is just super violent, and so you shouldn't play it," and then you hear what Jose just said about yeah. being therapeutic for what he was going through at the time. Like, well, yeah, because like you know. In, in all honesty, it's like when you're going through the grieving process, right, like Kratos was, your thoughts are all over the place, right, yeah. between uh, the emotion of sadness, anger, sense of loss, confusion, all those things, but then you're trying to put it together, and so in the game... As you, you also have to move on. Yeah, yeah. as in the yeah. game also, as you progress life through. Life goes on, and you have to keep moving. There, there's a line in the game where Atreus says... I, I wish you died instead of her. You don't, you're not even sad. You don't even miss her. And he, he was kind of, he's been cool with him the whole game because he's his father and he's trying, but he kind of snaps at him and he's like, don't, you don't tell me how I feel, boy. You have no idea how much I miss her. And he's like, you, you don't know how much I grieve. And he's like, I, I'm, I'm yeah. keeping it inside for you. Yeah. And it's, and it's, that part hit me really you know, hard. And here's the other thing. So essentially like, that's our story. <laughs> that's story. <laughs> and Chris and I have had conversations. I think we've had conversations on the, this podcast and maybe even the main podcast about why video games to me are a, I don't want to say a better, but a, a, a better, well, they're equally effective movies. because equally as effective as any other storytelling, but a, but a video medium. game, but a video game does a little bit more in that it throws you into the story. Well, yeah, you have to make that character's decisions, even if it's, excuse me, even if it's guided, you have to make those decisions. That's interactive. Mm-hmm. And so if, if Jose had sat down and watched a movie about God of War, it may have, it may have been helpful, but to actually play as Kratos and to actually go through that story, I think I, I'm guessing here was probably and that's of, the most therapeutic part of it. Yeah. It's just because you're going through it. And, you know, in speaking of the um, that Atreus part that you were talking about where, yeah. you know, he wishes that he would have died and, you know, and how um, Kratos kind of explains it to him. I know at one point during the year, Anthony kind of came up to me because he was actually pretty angry. And he was like, oh, I wish it was Satan that would have passed away, you know. And at that moment, you know, you would think, oh, how could you ever say something like that? But I, I remember to that one part where, you know, uh, Kratos kind of listened to him and it made me realize, you know, that, you know, I got my son here who's actually pretty, pretty angry about it. Cause I mean, um, his, his younger brother that died was essentially like his twin and, and he just misses him. It had nothing to do with, you know, my other son being alive. It just had to do that my my kid doesn't know how to process it. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of helped me understand him and, and not overreact to what he was telling me. Just because, you know, the cutscene in where you see that in the game of like, you know, it's in what? It's in black and white. And he's just uh, looking at his thoughts. It was yeah. just kind of, it was kind of incredible. It was uh, really eye opening for me to kind of, like I said, I know this is like super off the mark, but like, <laughs> well, it, you also, what you just said is like a lot of people said, man, I hate kids. I can't stand a trace. He's so annoying. His mom just died. Like it, it's people were 
especially podcasters I listened to were irrationally harsh on him because he was annoying. Right. But of course he was. He was a, well, a thir- 12-year-old kid whose mom just died, and he's trying to cope with the loss of the deaths of somebody in his family. On top of that, they also have to take this this adventure, I guess, if you want to call it that, to disperse her ashes <laughs> in a place that they really have no idea where to go. And then on top of that, he has to be alone <clears throat> with his dad, who he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And or has never really been alone with before this. Right, point. right, mm-hmm. and and that's 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 also part of yeah. That story, he so. just has a really they kind go of hunt for the wilder relationship. <laughs> so let's. I think I think we're all in agreement. There, yeah, there's no arguing against God that. of War is number one. So I, I think it's a matter of just whether it's Undertale or near Tonomata for two and three. But honestly, I don't know if it matters. God of War, and then it's those two. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. So, okay, so um, that took like that was like thirty five minutes. <laughs> it's, it's best story, dude. You gotta you gotta elaborate on that story. Let, let's let's try. To, Thank you, Jose. Uh, by the way, for sharing no, that. No, that no can you, yeah, that was awesome, dude. We're, Thanks. We're yeah, never mind. Um, so the the next one is we're gonna get. I'm gonna uh, hand it over to Jake, who's gonna take the next uh, topic, and we're gonna go from there. All right, best world will be the next topic. The nominees are. So this first one I never played. It's Hollow Knight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it what, what the world is uh, like? So I guess to elaborate on this a little bit, it's the best world is in my mind is a world that the uh, game developers have created. It's, it doesn't necessarily mean an open world, but it's just a world that's a living, breathing entity yeah. that feels alive, and you kind of get lost in it. Every every story has a world. Yeah. So as so, far as Hollow Knight, I haven't played it. I've seen you play it a couple times. Yeah. And I've seen online videos, uh, YouTube videos of, of people playing it. And it looks nuts. Yeah. It lo- the, the way you interact with the world, both the way you interact with it and the artwork of the world just looks so what, beyond what I've seen. What I like about it is it's a, it's a Metroidvania, so it's a side-scroller open world, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more skills you get, you can go back to a previous area and unlock something that you weren't able to unlock before. Um, it's interesting because you're basically a little bug and you're in an, in an anthill colony. Um, so there's a king and a queen and there's, so it's like a royal, it's really, there's, there's royalty there and there's dukes and duchesses, but it's really gothic looking. Uh, Troy said German, German express and expressionism. So <laughs> gothic in the sense of like gargoyles and yeah. spikes everywhere, mm-hmm. but there's the Royal gardens. There's the sewer, there's the graveyard, there's a tower, there's the strongholds and stuff like this, but it's all completely abandoned and fallen apart and you don't know why so they there's no story to spell it out to you you kind of have to pick up items and read it and you put it together on your own you figure it out on your own they're not beating you over the head with what happened you kind of have to figure it out and like you you kind of figure it uh, like uh dark souls you fight this boss and you he's called like the the soul asylum collect like the soul asylum collector or whatever so you beat him and you realize that what he did is he went to the graveyard and he ate he he like a necromancer reincarnated all the all the bad guys or all these zombies in the grave and they come out and fight you so like oh so that guy is part of the reason why this place has gone to hell so you kill him and then all the zombies go back to their grave so mm. it, it's an interesting world to explore super beautiful looking um but it's it, to me, it exemplifies a, a created world that you can explore and get lost. Yeah, in. cool. Um, so next up, I think uh, Destiny Two 
was on the list. Yeah. Um, again, I haven't played Destiny before, but uh, from what I understand, there's different worlds and stuff that you can travel to. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So basically, um, Destiny is not just different worlds, but they're like different. Well, yeah, different planets within the solar mm-hmm. system. And so, why I think um, it's one of the better worlds is just because there's variety to them. Like Mars is like a frozen tundra, and they got um, Mercury Mer- is like uh, there's pyramids everywhere. And yeah, yeah, I love Mercury yeah. actually, just because it got these pyramids and these purple. So trees. it's this. Solar yeah. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't know that. You're, I thought you go, this to, was you like... go to Io, you go to Titan, you go to. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you Do see. Do they have like different gravity? Um, no, no, it's actually kind of the same gravity. That <laughs> that's be, that's kind of lame, though, to be honest. Be, that would be interesting. But uh, no, it's like, you know, the. It's, it's like, like Mario Odyssey. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like their own take in how these planets would look like, you know. They got Mercury's, they had uh, a moon and Saturn in one of them. Mm-hmm. Titan. The first destiny, and then they got Earth, which is all in the European dead zone. Hmm. Um, one thing that's one thing that's really cool about that too is like each each planet that you go to is is its own experience too. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really that I really enjoyed. Whether you're doing the campaign or not, like when you're um, when you're on Titan, it's a lot of water and it's splashing up on you and stuff, and it's it's fun. You know, it's 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 part there, of the experience. There's one thing I like about Destiny too, because at face value. It's the loot grind. You're trying to get this stuff. But Bungie has created so much lore that I'll, I'll get like a really rare item and you can pull the L2 and read the lore and you can kind of piece together what happened to mm-hmm. like you, oh, there's there's cool. there's this giant thing called the Traveler and it gives people power and you know that. But then you can read the lore of how there's different classes and why they why there is different classes and each class has a subclass. So it's it's essentially D&D but in space because you fight goblins you fight hobgoblins you wraiths. fight cyclops and wraiths and wizards and witches and stuff and thurbiters and thurbiters <laughs> <laughs> you mean saboteurs <laughs> this is an inside joke sorry yeah, it's an inside joke but, uh, uh, inside jokes Wish I, I love inside part of one but, uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of lore there that to, if you want you can read it and you can find out all about it and it's right. super cool and one, I think one of the coolest things is they do have lores on the weapons as well Mm-hmm. That's like, what, yeah. You know, like there's a gun called the the Red Death, you know, and it basically is a gun that had killed all the guardians and whatnot. But I mean, like Chris was saying, there's there's a lot to it, and and like I said, I love the world just because it's very different and it's. It sounds like they put a lot of thought into it, and it, I, it yeah. wasn't just thrown yeah. together. I have a gun called the Huckleberry, and it's um. Well, not Wyatt Earp, it's sorry. Your, it's your Huckleberry? It, it's Doc's gun. Doc Holliday's yeah, gun. it's his gun. So there's, there's, there's fun stuff like that, too. That's cool. Love it. Okay, so my pick, uh, and I don't I don't think anybody else here has... Has anybody else played Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Uh, no. It's on my radar. Yeah, it's on, yeah. I have, it's so, definitely my backlog. Okay, so I picked Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I love... So some something that uh, Assassin's Creed is a series where it's very much like it feels recycled every every probably because they have the game come out every year. 
Because they have a game come out every year. However, and when they don't, they um, have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, the my favorite part about the Assassin's Creed games is the expl- exploration facet of exploring these places that actually existed. So I got to go around um, revolutionary Paris or oh, yeah. or. Um, uh, the the London in the middle of the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. or and so this is Odyssey is ancient Greece, right? <clears throat> and so you go around and you meet Socrates, Socrates, and Socrates, uh, Socrates, <laughs> and you meet all these different people. You meet Herodotus, and and Herodotus is kind of your buddy that sails around on your ship with you. Oh, Who that's cool. Herodotus is is. Uh, the for basically he invented um history like writing history down in a way that people would want to read it again that's in in real life he did yeah yeah he's a real he's a real person but you meet him on the on in the game uh but exploring the ancient greek islands you go to you go to athens you go to sparta you go to uh argos like jason and the argonauts you go to argos you go to uh all you go to Ithaca, where where uh, um, Homer Odysseus is from. It's named Odyssey because of mm-hmm. Odysseus, and you so you go to Ithaca. That's one of the first places you go is go see his home island, and you you go all these places, and it, it they spent a lot of time, and it is an absolutely gorgeous. Um, portrayal of of this world and there's multiple times where you get to your sink points uh which is a very assassin's creed thing to say is i got all my sink points but you go to the highest place in the city and then you press triangle and it it does this thing where it kind of circles around you and shows you the view of the whole city and then everything becomes visible to you because it's the gameplay. Ma- the map becomes visible. Yeah. Is there still so, like a bird that flies over? Yeah, yeah Icarus. Icarus. Well, now you have control of the bird. The bird oh. is your pet. The eagle is your pet now. Um, but you go to these sync points and then it shows it and then the character will say like, oh, this is the greatest view I've ever seen. And then you look around and go, holy sh- it is the greatest view you've ever seen. Like it is seriously the only other time really that I had those moments was when I played Witcher three, there was times on playing Witcher three, I would be riding Roach the horse Mm -hmm. and you go over, uh, you come over the top of crest of a hill and there's like a sunrise Dude, over the I thing. Think, I think I saw the same. Well, <laughs> I remember in Witcher coming over a hill, and there's like a castle on one going one direction, and like a, a lake on the other direction. And, and you I, sit, and I, and I sat there. I had to sit there and uh, and meditate for for like eighteen hours or whatever till the sunset, so I could get a, a screenshot of it. I seriously, I and I sat there and watched it, and it was just like it's one of those moments where you drop your controller with your mouth hanging open, going. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to Chris one time during Witcher, and he's like, "Yeah." I, so I saw this, and I had to call my wife into the room to look at this, <laughs> and she's like. Well, what am I looking at? It's a dumb video game. Anyway, uh, that's I find myself doing that a lot with Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. And, I mean, Greece is such a picturesque, beautiful country as right. it is. And so they kind of had their work cut out for them. I mean, it was, it was great. Anyway, that's that's why I picked Assassin's Creed Odyssey for my... Well, it's definitely made me want to go in and play that. It, if for nothing else but to just explore 
the world. Yeah. That's uh, I buy every Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed. Is that what Ubisoft? That's what Ubisoft Ubisoft knows it as. It's a new game, Um, new game idea. Assassin's Creed. I buy every one of them, if nothing, if for nothing more than just to (laughs) explore the world. You know, on that Odyssey, when I was looking at the E3 uh, trailer for that and the playthrough, I thought that was amazing how they did the statues and and the scenery and all of that. So and I was good. like, wow, the Assassin's Creed has come a long ways from when I played it back in the 360. Yeah. You know, not the same white ass building that you go walking into or mm-hmm. up, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So um, let's see. What was the next game up? Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. So um, I loved Red. Now, I have those moments, too, with Red Dead Redemption 2, where I'm riding my horse, and then suddenly you come out, and there's a there's a ravine and a cliff, and you see the mm-hmm. a town out in the distance. You're going, oh, my yeah. gosh, this place is gorgeous. So Red Dead 1, um, okay, so this game has the original map from Red Dead 1, except for Mexico, but has the original map from Red Dead 1, and then it also has... The new map that came part of it, which is like three times bigger. Yeah. And it has so so like it's huge. Yeah. So like the entire map is like four or five times bigger than the first games. But the the amount of detail that is in this game, and the reason why I picked this one uh was also because um the realism. Like they took when I say realism, I don't mean like something looks real. I mean that like they took things how do I say this? Like <laughs> It, obviously, the cities, the towns and stuff don't exist, but it's supposed to be in a country that does exist. So you're not going to come across some some random animal that you've never heard of. You're like you're going to come across a whitetail buck or something. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to come across a uh, a certain horse or whatever. And the the way that everything interacts with each other is so like there's just this harmony about it that's just so good. Um, that's just and and it's really fun to just explore too. Like so, you're talking about the environment, like where like rocks will move and stuff like that. If you're horse. Well, I actually saw that, and I know this is not part of it, but I saw this clip on Uncharted where Nathan Drake shoots these rocks and they're like, oh, fall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, the physics of it. Yeah, oh, the so physics. The, mm-hmm. That's what I was. So, okay, so so Rockstar itself isn't really known for its physics. In, in fact, there's this, there's this joke that I, I play GTA 5 with some friends and now Red Dead with some friends, and we call them GTA physics, where you'll, you'll be driving your car and you'll run into a, a telephone pole and you'll just knock it over, but then you'll run into a volleyball net and it'll wreck your car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just these physics. So Rockstar isn't really known for its physics, but the environment that you're playing in is definitely... Like the, the world that they created for that game. Yeah. Okay. I also... Uh, Speaking of those cities and stuff, mm-hmm. the there there are certain cities that they are supposed to represent, like New yeah. Orleans. Like the one the one big city in this game mm-hmm. is supposed to represent New Orleans, mm-hmm. and they captured the feel mm-hmm. of New Orleans at that time. That uh, they they did a very good job. Oh yeah, and so you walk you're walking through there, and you feel the difference. There's a huge difference between being in the city and being out in the country mm-hmm. and being in the small city. I, 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 and, I also thought it was and, excellent. And then you also well, take very well done. You also take into consideration time period where you're playing in the late 1800s. So slavery had just ended maybe 20, 30 years previously, mm-hmm. which isn't that long ago. So you still have a lot of the racial tension. You also played have in the like, South. So it's yeah, a lot of racial you have, tension. You have tobacco, tobacco plantations, but you don't have slaves working in them. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. like, so you have this, this, this concept, where it's there's there's still that tension there's still that like 
you know, that, um, that exists in the game that they, that they call to, that's actually really kind of cool when you're exploring Lemoyne or Louisiana, but, but yeah, it, I, I agree. It, it's really a, an environment that kind of pulls you in yeah, and yeah. really immerses you into the experience of the game. Yeah. And that, that's why I, I guess one more thing that's, oh. That's why I would say that's why it's my pick isn't isn't because they created their own world, but they duplicated our world and the amount of detail they were able to put into it and the environment and everything is really why I selected it. So. All right. And the last I saved this one for last because this is my favorite one. Uh, Last one is God of War. God of War. There's there's so many things to talk about with this world, but um, just Norse Norse mythology. You get to go to Helheim and Jotunheim (laughs) and Nilfheim and Svartalfheim. My my favorite thing about this world, too, in this game is how they didn't give you everything at once. They Mm -hmm. they held so much back. Dude, I remember, uh, to speak to that, I remember the moment that I realized that the map, like... so, so the map is it's all centered around this, this lake where in the center is the um, lake of the nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In, the, in the center, Tears Temple is Tears Temple, and the and where you access the uh, what is it the oh the Bifrost the Bifrost the Bifrost. Um, so, but but and then you go on missions like it, on like the the shores, and you go up into like the mountains and stuff surrounding the lake. Um, but there's there's this one mission where you go up to a uh, uh, um, giant. Well, there's there's a giant. That is like part of the map. If you look at the map, I forgot about there's that. actually yeah. a, giant, a dead giant, a dead giant laying down, and he's like, "This is a good l- l- pick." Like, <laughs> this is a good like, pick. Like it's a mountain, but it's yeah. like a giant right there. And then there's there's a there's a part where the giant becomes animated and it changes. And then if you look at the map, that it's changed on the map. Like the 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 map changes because something in the environment changed. And uh, and then the same thing with the um, with the world serpent. Um, it's the world serpent literally like wraps around the entire map because it's so huge. Um, and then, and then when it moves, it changes on the map. And it's just the, the, it's amazing. The, the word I'd like to use for, um, God of war is scale. I was going to say that I was just best about to say Sony Santa Monica has mastered scale. So is Bungie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So er, earlier when we were talking about story, I said, I wanted to save a point for later. And that's this point. Um, so there, there's a thing called uh, like uh, gaming design where, you know, there's when when you when you're looking at a cliff face, you don't know where to go, what, what you're supposed to do. But for some reason, there's a part of the cliff that looks it, the, the most famous of this is like there's a brick wall and then part of the brick wall. <laughs> has lighter bricks and you're like yeah. oh i'm gonna punch that part because that's gonna break exactly. right it's it's the game it's the the people who make the game it's their way stuff of you can climb you. is yellow yeah yeah so in this game it has the that stuff you climb up this spot you can know because there's the these weird yellow uh markings, markings that show you that and, and you're like, like patterns and in there's it. patterns in it and it's and i remember thinking to myself when i first played it like Oh my gosh! God of War is a this video is, game ass video game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like going, "This is so like, why would that be? That, that's so weird. So it's obvious, so yeah. obvious." Because usually, usually game designers will try and hide it. Like mm-hmm. it has to be there, but they'll try and hide it. But part of what makes this so good, and it, it ties the story into it, is at the end you find out the boy's mom went through the same journey you just did, and she left the markings there yep. to lead you through it 
So it it you they they took a thing like video game design that ma- that is so obvious, and they tied it into the story yep. in a way that makes it like I almost got choked up when I was when when that when I noticed that and I saw that and I was like, she well, cared. Well, they tell like, you at the beginning of the story, like that that the handprint on the mm-hmm. tree is yellow, just like the rest of the yeah. Things. And she, so she went through your journey first and, and then marked it so that it gave you a path to follow. And, and what's cool about it also is it follows Norse mythology because the giants had foresight and could, could tell, could see into the future. And she was so good at it that she saw into their future and was able to guide them. It seriously, it blew my mind. And when they did that, when that, when that was the thing, I was like going, this all the things you said, Scott, about the map and the the overall map, and then uh, the scale, like Troy and Chris were talking about, going to the different different realms and all that stuff, and then at the end, <laughs> when it all comes together in a way that you're like, no freaking way, this game, seriously, the world. And I I have one more thing to add, <clears throat> is at the very end. The, the the thing that marks the start of um, Ragnarok, which is the the death of the the um, Norse gods, um, is Fimble Winter, mm-hmm. and at the at the end of the game, you you basically start the the start of uh, um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, and it starts snowing, and and so then once you beat the game, you can go you can go do all the side missions and stuff. Um, but it's snowing the entire time and it's Fimble winter. And mm-hmm. so the, the, so that just adds to the richness of the world that like the world is reacting to you and, and, and that's, and you've changed the, the world forever. Yeah, exactly. And so the, the world is reacting to your play. It's awesome. Great. So good. All right. Let's, How uh, dare you combine two topics? I know, huh? <laughs> just to strengthen your argument. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we need to. We need to kick two out of here. Um, and I, looking at the strong contenders here, I I'd probably say mine. The Hollow Knight is probably closer to the bottom. It's a, it's a cool world, but it doesn't really compare with. Uh, I guess the scope and the scale of the rest of these, and uh, it's a smaller team. It's, it's hard because it's not as big of a yeah. game, not as big of a team, and it and it's cool. But uh, I, I've played the majority of these games, and it's it, I don't think it holds up. I agree. I would I would agree with that. I I, I, I would agree. I haven't played it. Yeah. I haven't played Destiny either, and so I can't really speak to Destiny's uh, world. But the three games I have played is Assassin's Creed, God of War, and. And Red Dead Redemption 2, and they're all three. And that is my next uh, point, is that Red Dead 2's world is huge, and they have this huge world. But to me, the word that comes to mind with Red Dead 2's world is it's ugly. Everything about it, it's ugly. The people in it, and I don't mean their physical appearances, but it's like this is ugly, gritty almost disgusting world that I just had no desire to explore. That's me personally. I know you guys feel differently, but I saying a best created world, they definitely created a world, but it's not one I had any desire to explore. The first town you show up in is covered in just mud and this muck. It just, I just felt gross that that's how that game left me feeling is gross. And I don't really want to put it in the top three. I disagree. I think that the Red Dead should be among the uh, top two. In my opinion. top two, top two. I think it's. I think it's up there. It's it's 
pretty good. And you said it was muddy and gross, but I feel like that adds to the story. The story. Yeah. Okay. But also, when you're up in the mountains, it's gorgeous. Well, like, so we you get out into the wilderness. We have to get rid of one more then. So which one's it going to be? I see. When I hear you, when I, okay, I've played Destiny two. I haven't played. Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. But when I heard you talking about Assassin's Creed, knowing what I've seen Assassin's Creed do, and I'm it, it got me pretty excited about it. So yeah, honestly, I, like it made me want to play. I, it. I hate to say this, but I, I'm gonna have to like Destiny Two is probably gonna have to be Destiny the Two, I think, is the winner. You think it's the winner? I think it's the winner. I can't argue with that either, man, because there's I've, times where I've I mean never, I've never played it. The, the world in Destiny Two, it's endless. You can explore so much. There's so much. The, the, Troy and I were playing last night and we wanted to do something so we could have a conversation and do something passively. So we went treasure hunting. There's caves all over the place where you can just go through there. There's a boss at the very end and you can just get treasure. And See, and that's, that's the thing in my mind that uh, God of War has going against it mm-hmm. is that it's not open world. It's not technically open world. I mean, Destiny technically um, isn't either, but yeah, it's not open world. But it's but, just a large scale map. It is, and that's what God of War is. It's just a yeah. massive. But Destiny has map. thirteen, fourteen, right? Ma- large scale right. map. Yeah, God of War um, has to open to us now is like five different mm-hmm. worlds. Right. But but God of War, what they were able to do with what they get with with the map that they gave you, I. I, the points for God of War for me is just the way that you can interact with the world and it reacts to you. I yeah. Think, I think that was just so rich and pulled you in to the world. It's super itself. hard to argue against that. Yeah. I think that Death, or God of War 2 has very cool visuals. The first time you see the giant that's sleeping there mm-hmm. and you navigate through his body, like that's that's cool. Dude, and like too. You, can, you can throw throw the axe at the giant's teeth. And yeah, actually yeah I did that too. Down. And I think it's super cool, but I think that's more design choice and not necessarily world building world building and I, I can see that um i yeah and i haven't played destiny but man the world building in god of war is so good no i i think i'm trying not to be a god of war fanboy but oh i i am I, but like to me i think and this is just me destiny is one god of war is two i i would agree with that just because uh i mean you guys are both have played in both so. well right because i mean honestly this is kind of really silly but you can go have a dance off in mars <laughs> <laughs> you know and you could just sit there and do like little when, silly when things. troy and i were talking to each other we just looted a cave we were oh look at my cool new armor i'm gonna change the color of my armor and we just got all this cool loot and then we were having this engaging conversation and we sat our characters down so that we could talk to each other while we were sitting you know, in a cave. Actually, that brings up a good point. There is something to be said about it being a multiplayer game that your friends are part of the world. Yeah. Like and and, world and it, you can create, you can help create the world because you're. It, it really felt like we were just hanging out, like the, our characters were hanging out, but we were hanging out. <laughs> like it was like, it was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't argue with that either. Like. I don't want to kick Assassin's Creed to the curb because I haven't played it. That's not fair. So let's kick Red Dead. I disagree with that. I, I I'm fine with kicking Assassin's Creed because because it's not as I mean it, it's definitely the arguments that Scott brings to the table about interacting with the environment. Assassin's Creed has none of that. Yeah. Um, it what it is what what Assassin's Creed is is beautiful. Yeah, that's what it is, as far as the environment is concerned, and where and the beauty beauty of it is 
absolutely stunning. I'm not sure if I've seen anything that is more breathtaking. It is seriously one of the most beautiful games. However, as far as world building, they had the world already built for them. Yeah. They had ancient Greece. It was built for them. So I'm fine with dropping that's, Assassin's Creed. But that could be also be said for Red no, Dead. That's a little different, though, but because they were basing it different on real because things. Th- like they're, they're basing it on some, I mean, the same could be said for Destiny. I guess, yeah. I mean, we, I, we when you want to get into that. Titan, so we yeah, if you want to like. get into the, that nitty gritty of it. So, but, so I'm fine with dropping Assassin's Creed. It Chris, really is beautiful. But Chris convinced me on Destiny. It was the one I wanted. I was thinking about dropping, but no, you convinced me. So I, I mean, even to the point of putting it number one. So I would say uh, my top three would be Destiny. Top, Chris uh, Scott convinced me on the whole, the way that the map interacts on God of War. I would put uh, Destiny, God of War, Red Dead. I am good yeah. with that. I don't, sure. I don't necessarily agree, but I'm good with going with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's obviously three people here who would put it that way, and there's two people who wouldn't. And, and the, so, there are the three. Majority wins. I mean, I'm good. And there's the three people that have played both those games. Yeah, so, so that's totally good with it. Fair enough. Cool. Good deal. Next one. Uh, biggest meme. bummer. Next meme. Next meme. We can go through this one quickly. Too. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll go ahead and get this one going here. So biggest bummer, uh, most disappointing. What what disappointed you the most in 2018? Can I say mine first? Well, I'm gonna say the nominations. Real oh, quick. okay. So the nominees are Red Dead Redemption Two, <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter World, Horizon Zero Dawn. And Star Wars being canceled by EA. You know what's <laughs> funny about those? About about Take those away. is two of those. I two of those games I would put in my top three games of the year. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually with Chris on this. The nomination that I put down, and you'll find out which one mine was, was in direct reply to what Chris is going to say about his nomination. <laughs> so you're just being spiteful, is what you're saying? Exactly. My nomination is EA dropping Star Wars, uh, the the um, their uh, story driven Star Wars game, right? And without hearing any arguments, I think that might be the winner. <laughs> the the, the problem is dumb. is that it's a brilliant pick because I never thought of it. But well, here's the thing we we have a we have a slack chat where all of us are in there and we we all talked about it. Jose wasn't privy to this conversation. Sorry buddy. No, but okay. uh we talked we we talked about this stuff, this exact point and it is such a I don't know, it's such a sticking point in, for me cuz I love Star Wars so much that's a that's a franchise that I am in love with and I really 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 want a Star Wars game that I can play. And I'm more of a story type story type gamer. I'm I'm not I'm not an online game type of person. I don't do a lot of online gaming stuff. So I really want a Star Wars game that is as immersive in its world or in its storytelling as Witcher Three or God of War or one of these games like that, something like The Last of Us, something that's a storyline that really grips you. And I wanted that. So, and so when I heard that EA was was trying to do, and who, what was the studio they got to do it? So they got, um, wow, now like I can't. It's the guys that did Dead Space, and I it's slipping my mind right now. Yeah, they did Dead Space One, Dead Space Two, Dead Space Three, and, and talk about story, like as yeah. far as Dead Space One, well, and I, I never played two and the gorgeous visuals. I was super excited for, for it for a single player Star Wars game. And then EA said, "Nah, the, we're just gonna, we're just gonna the other thing that, this and 
put it away. The other thing that's sad to me about this as well is that um, Star Wars, the the franchise Star Wars, has had some amazing video games too. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Bounty Hunter was one of the funnest video also, games I played. Also, Knights of the Old Republic is one yeah. of my favorite games. And right, Knights of the Old. See, I, I wasn't into RPGs. Okay, so what? What about Shadows of the Empire? Because oh, yeah, I love that. Kyle Katarn and or, yeah. or even even the Force Unleashed. I like those. And oh, yeah, you yeah. and I had conversations about that. Like that's a great game. too. So there's these great games, and now they're mothballing it in favor of multiplayer FPS or third person PvP. Shooter. visceral PvP. games as you made yeah, as you got shut visceral. down so so just just shutting down something that I was so excited for it was such a disappointment to, and like, to put salt on the wound too the lead writer of the Uncharted games her name is Amy, Amy Hennig she was writing this game oh so, so this that is salt in the wound. Yeah. I think that makes EA deserve villain of the year. To be honest, when they <laughs> so it, that that right there was was my biggest bummer of the year. That's dude. That's a good argument. That's hard to fight against. To be honest, especially since my pick is indirect <laughs> conflict with Christmas. So go ahead, Chris. All right. So, uh, and and this is kind of why this 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 is one of the most. Uh, topics i was most excited to i guess joust with troy about here is i never have i ever been more disappointed in a video game than i was in red dead redemption 2 and i know that it's uh unpopular to kind of say but i know there's also people out there who feel the exact same way because to me red dead redemption its biggest sin is that it's not fun to play to me and i know a lot of people feel the same way about it and this game has honestly caused me nothing but grief in game and out game when i tried to sell my game i got harassed online about it when i gave troy the game of the year award you guys have been razzing me about it ever since so <laughs> like deserved and honestly no, like this, this game has uh, just caused me nothing don't expect that to change there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing but grief with this game and i even told you guys like you know it's been eight years since Red Dead 1, which I adored, by the way. I think that might be like a game of a generation because mm-hmm. it was so good. Mm-hmm. And then the next one came out and it was it, people are like, oh, you need to take 40 to 50 hours to really just really get good. Like, no, it should. I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to invest 40 or 50 hours on something to wait until it gets good. I think it should be able to be good the whole time or, or hook you from the start or stand on its own merits. And it's just not fun to play for me. And I have never been more disappointed in a video game in my life. Okay. Have, have you heard, uh, Ouch. have you seen uh, Nikki Jakey's video on it? No, he's a video. He's a YouTuber. I haven't. Is he, it? he has like a 40, 40 minute thing about how it's dis- how Red Dead Redemption Two is disappointing. I saw Donkey's video. I know he hated it. He hated it because it's it's janky. Buttons or don't work. It's unresponsive. There's too many systems going on at once, and th- there's a story there that I, I I think I'll play this game eventually. Like maybe it's it's on my backlog and I want to experience the story, but I I know what's going to happen now. It's been spoiled to death for me, so I don't even know if I'll do that. Um, but with how much I, I loved Red Dead 1 and then seeing the reviews like perfect tens everywhere and people saying that the world they, that they created is so great. And then I like, OK, I'll, I'll jump in and give it a chance. So even with my semi moderate expectations and it still disappointed me that much, it's crazy to me. 
So, okay. So I'll just jump right in. Um, I know that the, the, the monster hunter world isn't, is probably going to be voted out as the worst pick on this one. I, <laughs> I get it because I know monster hunter world is, um, is, is a great game. It's original. It's there's, there's a lot of good about that game, but my, my reason for actually picking that game as the biggest bummer is in direct almost to kind of take what Chris is going to say and say that basically there's other games that have the same thing. Monster Hunter World is not a fun game to play at all unless you're playing with your friends. Truth or um, Wilbur. Or Wilbur, but he's a friend. He is it? Well, maybe. <laughs> you he's know. kind of a friend. That's the joke. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's true. You talk about... I the, didn't like playing it alone. No. I, I love playing it with and, friends, and but even, alone even, it's hard. Yeah, even if you play it alone with other randos... In it, it's still not fun. Now, here's the other thing is that there is uh, – you talk about the wonky controls. Now, when you say wonky controls, like, yes, the game is responsive. Yes, it does what it's supposed to. But it took me forever to understand how my weapon, my my charge blade worked and how to actually properly use it. Um, and, and that's my fault. Sure, I could have read into it a little bit more. But well, it did thing. tell you in the tutorial that you skipped. But the tutorials <laughs> were all, like, written, like – five pages long it seemed <laughs> tutorials where i'm reading i don't want to read a video game very mm-hmm. much the other thing is that you have to do all these little things like you have to sharpen your blade which is realistic sure that's fine i don't have a problem sharpening your blade but using the controls where you have to hold l1 and press down and then and then turn around three times to sharpen your blade and then instead of sharpening <laughs> your blade you accidentally choked a hooker instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then to kind of go off on the sharpening the blade yeah. when i would see you guys do it i would just Start making myself some food. <laughs> <laughs> so, so also you have to make food sometimes. That's kind of weird. In the middle of battle, are you talking in about Red Dead? Still? No. Oh, okay. Because you do have to do that in Red Dead. You no, do. you don't. You do. Um, no, that, pre- that's prepare yourself before because bro. because Red Dead. A lot of the stuff that you do in Red Dead that you've expressed that you don't like. Mm-hmm petting your horse and brushing your horse and cooking food is very story driven none of that story driven in, in in monster hunter world it doesn't matter monster hunter isn't a story driven game okay so that maybe in my opinion can kind of go against it why not why can't it be sure but anyway that's my thing and, and, and that's the thing is i actually really like monster hunter world it's not really the the biggest disappointment well if i couldn't i had a hard time thinking one but it's not that disappointing i use it as an example against chris's arguments against red dead because it exists there too, but you adored Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. If I can be a devil's advocate here for Troy, um, the learning curve for Monster Hunter World was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do agree with the fact that I hated reading five pages. And the only sword that I could really use was the long sword because it was the one that was the easiest to mm-hmm. get used to. But I mean, other than that, like, yeah, the game, the game was fun, but there's a huge learning curve to it. I felt it was more of a chore. But that's just my opinion. Okay. All right. But then we'd go upstairs and drink and party. and That was an incredible. Arm yes. wrestle. <laughs> and then we would uh, Again, pass out. Again, not out. fun unless you're doing it with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> when you do it by yourself. Uh-uh. Are you talking in-game or out-game? Eh, either. <laughs> What's next on the list, Chris? Um, my page is closed here. It is Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. So, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yes. So... Why I did I put this game on the list? <laughs> well, um, I remember that I borrowed it from a from a Dominican, <laughs> and so that really ruined the experience for me. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> this Dominican this gave me this This is why we game. brought Jose on. Does Chile folks? and Dominican Republic have a rivalry I don't know about? There's no such thing as a rivalry. The Dominican Republic just sucks. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. So. Just want to no, throw out I'm that, just kidding. Uh, I love Jose all you Dominicans out the there and your feelings of terrible Spanish. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's besides the point. The Dominican I'm talking about, he, he's like a brother to me from like a different mother, I guess. From out of this be. planet. That's how the saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. He would have to be. <laughs> I, I had to think about that. But um, no, like I started playing the game and I thought, okay, it's a beautiful world. It's gorgeous. You know, I like how they took a different take on on the uh, on the robot monsters. You know, or, or how it's like dinosaurs. a it's a post post apocalypse. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the thing yeah, that, about world building, it's pretty cool. No, yeah. it is. And I agree. Like I liked how it was and the controls were sorta kinda wonky for me, but what really irritated me was just the first part of the game where they make men sound like complete a holes. Like maybe mm. I was just having a man period when I was playing that, but what I, that, what's that like? Hmm? Jose, what's a man period? Like? Jose was Jose was <laughs> going through menstruation butt. at the time. <laughs> he, just had, he just had tampons up his butt. Yeah. But it's so irritating. <laughs> it really is, especially when you have a big ass. But um, <laughs> I know what that's three like. up there. It was awful. But uh, no, what it just I just didn't really like the story. I felt it was very political, like. I when I when I want to play a game, I don't want to play for politics or Get these politics because, out of my game. like men suck or or this. So I kind of just put it down because I I just wasn't interested in the story of the old women okay. who hated men who ousted this girl because you know she was raised by a man. Like that really bothered me, and I didn't want to give the game time of day for that. Other than that, that that's the only reason it rubbed me wrong because I felt like an asshole playing the game. <laughs> so, like, I mean, well, the story didn't necessarily bother me because I'm pretty sure that they're going to see the error of their ways in the plot. Like whoever ousted them because she was raised by a man or whatever. I, I haven't beat the game because that game came out at a time that was... The Nintendo Switch came out and uh, Horizon came out the same time as Zelda. And I played Zelda before I played Horizon. And going from <laughs> Zelda to Horizon was one of the most frustrating things I've ever done in an open world game. Because you're very limited in your movement in that game. And it just doesn't feel as good as the way Zelda did. So I never I never beat that game. I own it. But I spent, you can ride the beasts like in Zelda. You can ride the beasts. I mean, I, I spent full price on that game, and I have it now. It's on sale for like $10 on, on PlayStation. So I essentially wasted my money because when I played it, 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 it I mean, it, I agree. It was kind of disappointing that I, I couldn't get into it more when people were raving about it. And it just, I couldn't help but compare it to what I just played before. Um, a game with almost unlimited freedom. And then Horizon felt very kind of like, like I was in a cage. Right. Yeah. Do you know what? I uh, I've really really enjoyed Horizon. Um, I thought it was a great game. I like the mechanics, the the story, the um, the uh, the world. But I guess going to the story, like I remember, it, it just it, it didn't like hit me hard like a lot of other stories have. Mm-hmm. And you, you could tell they tried to have moments. And they tried to have like this cool like lore and stuff. Yeah. It, um, but it didn't it didn't pull me in like other games have. Um, I I like. Aloy, like as a main character, I I feel like she's one of the characters more more most recently anyway that 
the she's a woman and she's a redhead, so it's awesome too. But the the <laughs> most interesting thing about her is not that she's a woman; it's that she's got this amazing story and she's very capable and she's yeah. excellent with the bow. So it it didn't feel overly like girl power. Yeah, yeah. Like I it, agree with that. just her. She was the main character. She happened to be a woman and she was awesome. See, I agree with your take on that. It wasn't her that disappointed me. Yeah, it was everyone else. It was, it was, the, it was the matriarchs. Of the yeah, society. it was a matriarch. And I even like the dad, but no, I thought that the character for for Alloy was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I didn't mind that at all. I just hated everyone else in the game. <laughs> all right, nice. what's the next one? So uh, that's, that's actually all. that's all of them. I, all, and and getting oh. into into uh, voting, I guess, or, or what what you want to do is gold, silver, bronze. Um, I'm going to take back my pick monster hunter world because i did it to be a vindictive asshole um, um and so now we just have to now we just have to, to no it's not rate. that i'm taking it back if you guys want to if you guys want to put it there keep it there that's fine no. the reason why I, I only put it there to combat what chris was going to say about it but as i was thinking about it red dead 2 is a pretty divisive game people either love it or hate it there's not really much in between there are a lot of people who do not like it and you got to give them credit or, or not credit you got to understand you got to hear them is what i'm saying and so my my picks I would say would be uh, Star Wars being canceled by EA, then Horizon Zero Dawn, and then Red Dead Two. That would have to be my order as well. You Horizon I, more than than Red Dead? I didn't finish Horizon. I don't know even why. finish Red Dead either. I didn't, but I got way further into Red Dead. Than oh, really? Horizon, and I don't know why. And I think Scotty just put the nail on the head. Is that? Uh, it didn't have those moments. It didn't, the moments that they tried to have felt forced. And I, I didn't have those. There was no, there was nothing that made me, I mean, it was gorgeous and it was fun. And the, I, I loved the mechanics and I loved trying to ride the robot and all that stuff. I loved all that stuff, but there, but there was never those, one of those moments where I dropped my controller and went, no way. And so, the only time that's yeah. so I loved, but that's the thing is I loved Horizon Zero Dawn and I loved Red Dead Redemption too. So if I have to say one that I like more than the other, I like Red Dead better than I liked Horizon. So that's why I would put that put them I mean, in that order. Obviously, I would put Red Dead as number one because, and I'm not trying to say that I know how each and every single one of you feel. What I'm saying is that my passion level for how disappointed I was in this game <laughs> is monumentally astronomical never has a game disappointed me more than a game that happened to come out in 2018 and that's red dead 2 that game's caused me nothing but grief so your your passion on that is the is definitely the higher than anybody else's um actually i i, I would disagree there because i hate the fact that i put zero or what, what's the horizon called? horizon zero into my playstation <laughs> wasted the laser that's exactly how i felt wasted with the red power dead. yeah like i in fact i've deleted red dead off of my hard drive i don't even have a saved game copy of it i deleted horizon off my heart yeah do you still have a copy of horizon at your house no because i couldn't wait to get red dead out of my no house. i threw mine away well i threw the <laughs> away. I wiped mine with my ass <laughs> yeah if i could I hate the olympics over here yeah geez so do we have any other thoughts on the order Gold, silver, bronze. Honestly, I really don't care about the order. I just wanted to put my disdain for <laughs> that. Game. Really, that's. 
I, I my order is Red Dead, EA, and then Horizon. Cool. So yeah, that's fine. I I'm not fine with that. I think it should be, I think it should be my, my the order I gave the EA sure. Horizon Red Dead. <laughs> so how do how do we uh, decide a winner here? Uh, paper scissors over rock. I guess I don't know. Do think, man? Scott? Well, Scott, you what what do you think? Um. So, I I I haven't played Red Dead. Um, I don't plan on playing it. Um, I did play Horizon and I did like it, although it wasn't uh, it didn't wow me really. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think you not wanting to play Red Dead is also telling. It is. Um, I would probably do. Um, I'd probably do EA Red Dead and then Horizon. EA Red Dead and Horizon. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel I, I I have a feeling that EA is going to take number one, and then Red Dead and Horizon are kind of two A and two B. Like, but which one's A? Of on, which one's B? They're kind of they're <laughs> there, kind of on no equal way ground that, there. Like as Troy said, those two, those games are divisive, but nobody like pure out hates Horizon. I guess Jose. Jose does but oh, I, that's I the only time i've ever heard somebody say they hate the game that much the problem was that it was just underwhelming yeah i agree with that i think horizon doesn't deserve that high of a i, I don't think red dead should even be on the list to be honest neither but. do i but I a lot of people are disappointed with that game i'm not there was a lot of hype going into it. i think that led to a lot of the disappointment too, that was not like my said, case well that wasn't your case but then at the same time you said the first game is a game of a generation type thing so there's a lot of hype i, I yeah I don't know. I, I I honestly don't think Red Dead should be on the list, so there's no way I'm going to say that it should be higher than Horizon Zero Dawn. So I, that's why I said I think they, they're both kind of there. Sure. We don't need to spend any more time on it. They're they're both. Okay, so EA is taking it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the next uh, category is best moment of sequence. And here are our categories. Undertale, true pacifist ending, Spider-Man web swinging, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, first sparring kill of a off of a cliff. So we have a hyphen, a hyphen, <laughs> a hyphen of two. Games. I've hyphenated my yeah, this selection. threw my little tiny brain off. <laughs> um, opening twenty minutes of near Ata- 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 automata. Automata. That's automata. Automata. Yeah, no, that's that sounds better. Mm-hmm. And then there's Arthur's last ride. And then mine, which is God of War, the first encounter with the stranger. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I actually will. So the one thing that blew me away with the sequence was, you know, the the fight with the stranger. Just because this scrawny, uh, he looked like Billy Bob. You know? <laughs> Dude, and his, his accent, yeah. the, the, his mannerisms, they were just like yeah. so... Like he was also Park. menacing yeah. too. Like you don't. Yeah, like, at the who, same time, yeah. who is this he, guy? He was kind of like a weird guy. You are going full ham on this guy, and it's not doing a thing. Well, to see, him. that's the thing, though. Is that's, he comes to the door? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Kratos tells the trace to go hide, and he comes out. He's like, "What do you want?" You know, kind of a thing. And then there's this little scrawny guy that starts to like. You know, have this exposition. He's squaring up with a seven foot tall. Yeah, and <laughs> you're Kratos, the freaking Spartan yeah. who killed Zeus. 
I know. There's and, Kratos the Spartan who killed Zeus, and, and this scrawny little dude is just like, I know who yeah, you are. Yeah, this yeah. Billy Bob guy and who doesn't even know him, too. hates him. <laughs> yeah. And then he starts, you know, slapping him, and then finally Kratos, like, catches his head, and I'm like, yeah, that's right, go get that mother lover, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, then all of a sudden... That's not what you expect. Like, and then you punch him through through a mountain. <laughs> well, Dude. when he got when you see cradles flying up in the air, oh I'm gosh. like, what? Oh the yeah, hell? when he, he backhands yeah. you and you go flying over your house. Yeah, yeah you go flying over your that, house. I was like, oh my gosh. I, I don't know if no, you're going to make that this game point. Set a tone, but yeah, exactly. Moment set a tone. That, that exactly because you you play that game and you're fighting bad guys up until that point, and you, you fight a an ogre and you bring a, a branch down on his head, a, a big log on his head like oh that was cool and then you fight the stranger and it's like superhero fight it's like uh superman and thor or something the way that they're fighting each other insane breaking mountains in half you get lodged down in the ravine you hit him with a tree a ravine that you created by punching (laughs) the dude into the ground And, and honestly this this fight is where the um Troy said it. Said a tone. One shot uh, thing really hit me because Mm. like there's little cutscenes where where it would like cut to the. It's but it's not cutscenes because it's all one shot. But there's these there's these times where like the the story took over and uh and then they they, they'd hit each other and then you'd take over. Mm -hmm. It was like the the seamless integration is it was awesome. See, and the part where you're going into rage mode as Kratos and you're still this guy keeps yeah. This guy keeps coming at you. I mean, when it was all said and done, I was flipping exhausted, and I wasn't even the guy fighting. Yeah. You know? Seriously, also, the, emotionally um, exhausted. Like, oh, I didn't. I thought I was gonna die. Watch, I thought I was gonna die the and, very first uh, thing. Watching uh, a bunch of interviews with Corey Barlog, the uh, the director of the game, you said it right the first time. Bar, yeah, Barlog, Barlog whatever. Um, that he, Have he a normal name, man. He mentioned because a lot of people, fans of the of the um, series, mentioned uh, that they didn't like that, like there wasn't any blood in the game. But mm-hmm. there was when there was blood, it was like intense. At the end of this fight, when like he's just like covered in his own blood, is like it, it makes well, it, it makes it punch. What, so what's much the uh, what's I from Iron Man two when he's like when you make a god bleed and the sharks are in the water mm-hmm. like. When you make it like Thanos, yeah. all that for a drop of blood, mm-hmm. like when you make a god bleed, yeah, it's freak, it's freaking. There isn't cool. much blood in the game, but this is the first time you you see blood in the game, other than I think maybe like the deer or something. But anyway, um, it just like it made the the end of that fight like oh, because it's it's crazy, right? Because like you know, I really wasn't expecting that, and you know, and so when I was playing it, I'm just kind of. You know, sitting there back in my chair, and then you see Kratos fly, and then my butt she's clenched up, and I was at the edge of my at the edge of my chair, Couldn't like get a button mashing. The, and, and, my and you don't know who it is, right? And, and you knew that he was holding his punches when he was because he was slapping Kratos around, and Kratos wasn't reacting, so he was pulling his punches. Yeah, so you so you know that like Kratos is just gonna kill this guy, this like scrawny little, and then he backhands him, and he goes flying over his yeah, house. Like you're like, oh damn! It's like plot twist. Yeah, yeah. seriously, that's a good great moment. moment. Great. Yeah. moment moment very good pick so I'm, i'll go in into my hyphenated moments so i i really couldn't decide between 
the Spartan kick off a cliff. The first time in Assassin's Creed, and you guys haven't played this yet, but the first time in Assassin's Creed when you Spartan kick a guy off the cliff, they have this special animation that the enemy does when he when because you can Spartan kick them and they kind of roll on the ground. And you go over and you hit them with their sword with your sword. But if they're gonna fall off, even if it's just a small building or a rock or whatever, they have this animation where they're falling and their arms and legs start flailing and kicking, like and in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when you, the first time you do that and you see that animation and then they fall off. And if you can do it while you're on the, on the top of this giant cliff and you just watch them just, it, it is just the, 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 one of those drop your controller type moments mm-hmm. that, that I had. And so I saw that and bam, and he kicks him and the guy falls off. I was like, oh my gosh, that's freaking rad. <laughs> um, but really the, the, the real moment that I'm talking about is just, it, it, it's not even a moment. It's it's just the experience of web slinging with Spider Man in the in that new game. Oh my goodness! So how I haven't played it yet, and I really want to. But how how much different is it than like the old PS2 Spider Man Two? Obviously, like it feels sure there's similar, but it's the best iteration of it okay. Yeah. ever. Okay, yeah, and it's just and I, I I seriously I can't tell you how many hours I didn't do a thing, but just. But just web swing around New York City. And you would go and you do it where you kind of you do it where you try and do it as fast as you can. So you stay really close to the ground. And as you're in the fastest moment, you you rehit your your you rethwip your your uh, your web web and then you, and you just keep going. You see, and there's there's medals and stuff for going as fast, going super fast if you can get your speed up and, and all the different stuff. But it, it's just and then. As you're going, if you hit on a building, you just start ru- running sideways on the building. And then as you run, if you hit a uh, O oh, right as you get to the edge of the building, you hit the corner of the building with a with a web, and then you, it whips you oh, around nice. the building. And then you you keep your speed up as you're going around. Or it's the same when you're running up, and you can hit triangle when you get to the top, and it and it kind of slingshots you over the top, and then you're going through. And it, it just the that game has a lot of issues with it. It's got a lot going for it, but the most, the biggest thing it's got going for it is that just the experience of being Spider-Man, because that's what it got down the best is that you are Spider-Man and you get that feeling. And once you get, once you get the feeling of it and once you get good at it, oh, get it's good. just, it seriously, you, I spent hours not even start like, Help, Spider-Man. And then you... My balloon. My balloon. They make a joke about that in the game. It's pretty funny. But uh, anyway, those are my moments. Just the sheer experience of being Spider-Man or being a Spartan that kicks a guy off a cliff. So cool. All right. um, Moving on. Who's next? Scott? Yeah, I'll go. So mine is the the opening 15, 20 minutes of Nier Automata. So this one was, uh, and I'm kind of taking this away from you guys because because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm explaining it to you. Yep. Um, but so I kind of knew the gameplay of the game going in. My brother-in-law Eric, who provides the uh, the opening music for this, we mentioned music. a couple times. Shout um, out to Eric Busby. Thank yeah. you. Um. So uh, he 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 suggested this game and had me play it, and uh, so I did. And and I had seen some of the gameplay. It's 
it, it honestly it's kind of like uh if you've ever played dynasty warriors where you have a katana and you, and you can just like take out eight enemies with one swing type thing it's uh it's really satisfying that way so i was excited to play that type of gameplay um that's a good callback by the way dynasty, dynasty warriors. warriors i loved that game it's great um but uh um so so but the you start off in a really futuristic jet like and, and it's like Star Fox. You felt felt like I was playing Star Fox and and you're so you're shooting bad guys and you're with this team and uh and you're part of this like team or whatever. Um and you can tell another person's the leader and then your team just starts getting uh, uh taken out one by one and and so eventually you become the leader because like a, like a color change or whatever, so you know. And then everyone else but you, so you're the last person. And then it goes into this another uh, point of view where it turns into the, this bullet hell type of gameplay where you're in a circle just shooting other uh, airplanes and stuff. And then you uh, go back to a Star Fox and then you, it goes it, it changes and it's all super seamless. Um, and then you go into like more of like a side-scroller type thing. Um, and then you land, and it's a. Uh, There's it's, it's so a many different mechanics, and oh it all goodness. it all feels good too. Doesn't it, feel, it? Like it, it feels so good, and like it plays every, really well. Every single way, uh, like there's um, there like you have certain attacks, and uh, it's all seamless. Like a, a, a square attack is very similar to a square attack in whatever uh, gameplay you're doing, um, and then uh, and then you land and it's like it's more of like a Dynasty Warriors type thing, but then it turns into a side scroller or and then it goes over your head and but you're still running around like a person running around um, overhead uh, type thing. So it sounds like it's the first twenty minutes is showing you, hey, this is what the whole rest of the but, game but gonna be like. But the thing is, it is really challenging and it gets you right into the um, story. And there's not a save place save point for like twenty minutes. So if you don't, you have to get through that twenty minutes before you can save. And so I've I, heard stories of people getting cramps in their fingers yeah. from playing that from, from that from that first <laughs> yeah. from, that, from that first thing. It's it's and it's super intense. Um, you eventually land in this like uh, um, factory where they're making these evil robots, and um, by the end of this twenty minutes, you're fighting a robot that's the size of a skyscraper, and uh, you're this little girl, uh, like looks like like a twenty year old girl, whatever, mm-hmm. fighting it. And it is just insane. You eventually, um, Jose is watching really it on a, YouTube right now. Yeah, I actually, it's it's uh, and then so so you beat this this huge with the help of your uh, A two guy, the the other buddy. You you beat this huge um, like uh, building? giant mech building thing, yeah. and then you're about to die from it. And you you and the other guy are sitting there, and he's like he's like lost an arm and a leg or something, and three more come up out of the water around you, and you're like crap. And so they uh, this isn't really a spoiler because it happened in the first twenty minutes, but you decide to uh, to I don't know they they touch these cube things together that makes it explode, and so they like so they like commit suicide to to kill all Save the, the world. Um, all spark, and then and then yeah, you then you wake up. Your consciousness wakes up in another body on the in the spaceship. But then that's what you find out. That sounds cool, dude. But yeah. it, it is like you're, honestly, you're selling me on this game. Honestly, the passion with which Scott just yeah. described that I was like, I never wanted to play this game until right now, and now <laughs> I, that's all I want to do is play. Dude, yeah, no, it sounds game. fantastic. Right. I mean, watching that watching that little bit of a YouTube video, I'm actually really impressed with the animation and how you were saying it's so seamless and. 
I thought that's I I yeah now I, I well just like we said with God of War it sounds like it sets a sets a tone it does that's awesome yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna try to get that game yeah no I have to <laughs> Kate Troy your last one uh so, I haven't gone yet oh Chris but Troy you go, you no it's fine it's fine so I picked uh, again it's from Red Dead Two but it's uh, Arthur's Last Ride and um. I don't want to give too much away on it because it's this is the topic for spoils for spoilers i've had i've had enough time are you sure okay all right so put it down on me okay so basically the story with arthur is uh he starts and he's a bad guy right he's a he's a he's a he's not a good person he's a total douche and you're playing as him and you got to do douchey things and it sucks um and then uh, the story, I mean, the game's called Red Dead Redemption. There's a redemption arc. He becomes a good guy. He, uh, he helps people and he starts, he starts doing good, but it, you know, it's not enough for him. And then he gets tuberculosis and he's going to die. And his last ride, he is, it's all about in the game, saving John Marston and his family from Dutch and from people who want to kill him. And you have Arthur, who is a selfish ass, and he's literally giving his life for someone else and for their family. And he goes and you, I, I told you guys before about the whole, the horse mechanics and why you have to bond with your horse and it's so stupid. And then your horse dies mm-hmm. and it means so much. And you like, seriously, if your bonding was all the way up with your horse, which is not hard to do, it's, it's like losing, it would be like, to me... I, it's like losing another part part of your character. So it's like losing your companion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then he goes up and he faces the the bad guys, the 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 people in the gang that turned against him. And to save John Marston and his family, to let them go out, he faces them. And if you played the game based off of your choices, if you were if you had an honorable level, John Marston dies on the top of a mountain looking at a sunset. And Arthur Morgan, what would I say? John, John Marston. Sorry, Arthur Morgan, Arthur Morgan dies on the top of a mountain looking at a sunrise, not a sunset sunrise. And it's a peaceful death. Um, and you really feel like his redemption arc is complete. Now you could play the game as a, as a, uh, not the, the heroic good way. You could be a total jerk off the whole time. And then he gets the ending he deserves there. Um, he gets just, just shot in the face. <laughs> and even to, to just piggyback on what you were saying, because the story there is good. We've like, I, I know that I'm aware of that, mm-hmm. but you contract tuberculosis by being a piece of garbage, yeah, you go you go shake down a guy for money because he owes Dutch's gang money. Yeah, and he only like he owes he only and owes he's like, sick and he's coughing on you, but yeah. you you go take his wedding ring, you ransack his house. He's he's standing in front of somebody nervously, so you push him out of the way and yeah. you take the thing out of there. And that guy gave you tuberculosis. And then you go after he's dead, you go hit his family up again yeah. a second time and shake down his wife and son. But so then, you, so you knew about that then? You knew that he gave you TV. I didn't, I, I guessed, I mean, the guy but, was sick and yeah. coughing but, all over the place. But then after that though, it, again, if you do the redemption arc, if you're, if you're actually getting an honorable level, you then go and help the family out of a really terrible situation. The wife of the, of the guy that he shook down becomes a prostitute and she's got sores. She's sick. And the son is working in a coal mine and is they're not in good in good form and he basically you gives can help him out yeah he gives a lot of the money and he they're like we can't forgive you he's like i don't want you to forgive me but 
go away, get out of this, this life, like do a better life. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, uh, but the part the Arthur's last ride, his, his redemption arc is complete and the game did it in such a satisfying He gets what way. he deserves at the end of that he ride. He does. He does. Either but, way. But he made He saves better. Jesse. <laughs> but he... <laughs> awesome joke yeah that was good cool but but like and then and then you get into the the epilogue of that and you go you get into uh, playing as john marston and stuff and and kind of lead into the first game and all that and uh, i don't know it's it hit me like it had it had a very big impact when i played it right on sorry to ruin that for you jake I will try to keep this as brief as I can, but this is going to take some explaining. <laughs> Undertale, true pacifist ending. Uh, rarely that a game will hit me this hard or have an ending that I'm just so completely satisfied with. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can play the game and you can choose to not kill anybody or you can kill everybody or neutral and kind of learn your lesson along the way. Once you learn your lesson, you can go back and you can save, you can spare everybody. So while you're fighting these monsters, there's like a, there's a puppy monster. And in, if you play the game, this is really adorable Corgi. And you're like, well, I don't want to kill this. Like his, his attacks against you are like lick. <laughs> and uh, when you, when you play the game too, you, it's like a bullet hell. So you, it's turn-based RPG, but when it's their turn, you're dodging out of the way of their bullets and okay. stuff. So you're dodging like tongues licking you. Um, but once you once you realize that you can spare them, you can do an option of mercy. So when you spare the dog, you tickle his tummy, you scratch behind his ears, and then you throw a stick for him and he leaves. And that so you, there's puzzles for each every single monster in the game. There's puzzles to spare them. Dang. When you get to the very end of the game, the the, vet, the last vet villain, his name is Asgore, Asgore Dreamer. And Asgore Dreamer wants to take all of the monsters and leave the Undertale, the underground, and go back on the Earth's surface. And the only way to do that is to have a human soul. And he already has six. He needs one more. He needs seven human souls. And so you're the last one. And he's, he's not a bad guy, but he's trying to do what's best for his kingdom. And so he goes, I'm sorry, but I, I need your soul. And so the first thing he does is he takes off his cape and he's this massive furbolg looking guy. He's a, mm-hmm. a cow looking guy, but he takes his trident and he breaks the mercy button on the screen. So you cannot spare him. Oh, dang. So the mercy breaks. And so you have to fight him and you can do things like there's options where you can talk. So you can talk to him and say like, Hey, what, let's not do this. And he, and he just ignores you You're like dot, dot, dot ampersand. And he ignores you. And the only option you have is to attack him and you have to attack him and attack him. And if you, if this is your passes of fist run, it's probably the first time you've ever even attacked somebody. So your weapons aren't very strong. His attacks, his bullet hell attacks are insane. And they're so hard to dodge and it's, you have to work for it and you have to fight him because you're level one, you're level one when you're fighting him because you haven't leveled up at all. So finally, you, you and it took me like three or four tries, but you get him down to uh, low HP and you he, he kind of like falls over and he's I, 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 I lost you. You've bested me. W- one of us has to die. And he, he tells you to in order to get out of here, you're going to need a monster soul. So you're going to have to kill me or I'm going to have to kill you. And then you click on spare 
because mercy all of a sudden pops up again and it's like fixed like it's broken glass and the mercy button is fixed and you go oh mercy it's back and you and you show him mercy and you and you spare his life um and he goes well well you know what that means right that means that you and i will have to live down here together forever if neither of us are going to kill each other then you're you're stuck down here with me um with all that being said that is the the true neutral ending um because once you spare him, he's killed anyway by uh, the villain of the year in my pick, uh, who I'll have to explain a little bit later. But once you get that neutral ending, he, the the main the villain comes to you and says, "I bet you'd like to try that again, huh?" And you do the pacifist ending, and you know, you know what's going to happen. You know that you have to kill him. And he goes, "How about instead of going to fight Asgore, you go to this place first, and you you go to this science building, and you see." how all these monsters were created and how um, they take the soul of a human and the soul of a monster and they combined it together and made these like disgusting amalgamations of things that are just like three or four things put together. And it's actually kind of creepy and there's really creepy music and there's a creepy backstory. Um, but what happens is once you, once you get out of there and you realize the, the origin of everything of, the, of all these monsters, um, you take a different path. There's actually some time travel elements in it as well, but you can take a different path and the different path. It's like, you don't, you don't fight him at all. You say, no, let's not even attempt to do this. I know how I can get us both out of here. And you gather all of your friends, all of your friends who, by the way, are the main like bosses, level bosses of the game. They go along with you and your friends get together and you fight the main villain of them at once together and once uh hypothetically if the villain takes your life down to one your friend will sacrifice his life and your hp will boost up again and the 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 real villain turns out to be asgore's son his name is asriel and he died while trying to uh his best friend was a human and he tried to save the human's life but the on 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 earth on the earth's surface and the people see this monster and they kill him. So he is dead and they brought his body back. And in that creepy science lab, they merged him with a monster, like a, the hmm. soul of a human monster. And so it's, it sounds kind of silly saying this out loud right now, <laughs> but the, just a realization of all these things that you, you kind of have to kill this poor kid because he's, he's evil now he's, he's been corrupted and you have to, uh, he's the last boss of the game and you have to beat him. And he goes, uh, you, you can take my soul. You can take my monster soul because uh, I'm stuck here forever. So take my soul, take every single person in, in my father's kingdom and leave. And before, before you do that, he says, why don't you go through and tell everybody that it's time to go? So you're at the last part of the game. You can walk back the entire game to, to the very first level and talk to every single person they all have new dialogue now like oh we can leave now oh man it's amazing i'm so happy let me pack up my stuff and you <laughs> and you go and you tell every single person and then when you get back to the very beginning of the game it's a flower patch because you fell into the underground and you land on a flower patch you see the boy there and he's he's pure he's been he's been purified and he, he goes uh he's like i'm glad you and you didn't have to do this but he goes i'm glad that you came to talk to me before you left Will you please treat my mom and my dad good and let them know that I love them? And then you promise him that you will. And you walk all the way back 
and then you leave together and it's like this really cool moment where you like walk out and you the sun is there and they're like well now what and they're like well now we go live and then that is the like the happiest ending i've ever had in a video game probably also the most work you have to do to get that ending too yes it's not given to you at all like when i played it i was given the what's it called the just the neutral ending yeah the neutral ending just the ending where i accidentally killed some monsters but because i killed one monster i couldn't get the actual passive ending i was given the ending that probably 95 percent of the players get but Mm -hmm. the pacifist ending i looked it up and i figured out you know everything that chris was saying and you have to work hard for that and yeah i i yeah, kudos. Yeah, and it, it's not even something that I, because I I started I started playing the game with Troy, and to be completely honest, that neutral ending is not very fun. No, it, I would say it's like a seven out of ten. I would argue that the whole game isn't very fun. Right, um, but then I heard you can go back and you can do. Uh, there's a there's different endings. There's a pacifist ending, and then I I kind of just pulled the thread a little bit, and then I saw what what it was capable of, and I just kept going. It's completely different game, yeah. different dialogue, different music. It's one of those things where the ending of the game will change your opinion of the entire game. Like it, if you didn't like it and you see that and you're like, wow, I, I see what they're But it, it changes the gameplay because yeah. you're not attacking, you're dodging and you're using almost puzzle solving techniques to try to pacify this this monster that's trying that, to do That's attack. crazy how there can be like the exact same monsters same everything but mm-hmm. it's different gameplay depending on how you want to play and and once you beat that so <laughs> once you once and this is just for me because this is how i played the main villain approaches you again and says wasn't that better because he knows that i already played through it once and i got a neutral ending and he knows that i did it again and got the pacifist ending huh. so he can tell you like isn't that better and then once you do that there's an option to go through the game again and kill everybody and not just the bosses, but you can kill every single monster in the underworld. Like you walk around and have random encounters like final fantasy or Pokemon, but there's only like 20 per level. So you can kill every single monster along the way. And then your character starts to look creepier and creepier and he starts dragging a knife around with him and you have blood dripping from your knife while you're walking around and then whenever you save it said it just says determination because you're determined to kill how many people are there um but before you do that the the main character not the main villain excuse me the main villain goes yo do you really want to do this like do you really the people right now are super happy and you want to restart the game over again. Uh, the the save points in the game are time travel. And the main villain is aware that you can save your game. So he knows that if you die, if you stay determined enough, you can beat the monster. So he knows that if you can reload the game and start over, then you can go on the genocide run and kill everybody. And he goes, people are really happy right now. Uh, the main villain of this story is you. Do you really want to reload the game and kill everybody? Is that really what you want? And I, I'm like me, Chris. I'm aware that you can do that, but I didn't because the it. ones and zeros in my game right now are super happy that I finally got them out of the underground. And I was like, I can't just go kill them all. Like, and there, I'll, I'll I'll talk about this more later. But there's a character in the game that says like, Are you really even evil? Are you just doing this because you can? Are you doing this because you can kill everybody? It's not even that you want to. It's just that you can. Because that's what you're supposed to do in video games. Yeah. You go through video yeah. games and you yeah. kill people in every video game. 
So, so I just talked forever and I apologize, but I, I was trying to figure out the best well, way. Well, I to, mean, now we don't even have to release the next episode. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that was my best moment of 2018. Yeah. That, that's dude. Holy cow. How am I supposed to decide? <laughs> we literally went through four unreal, like super passionate arguments. And then mine, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, wait, well, there's five. Yeah, four great arguments, and then I got to be Spider-Man. Um, so are you nominating yours to be... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to withdraw it, but it's obviously the first one off the list. <laughs> I, I, even... I, I mean, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that f- Jose's... Originally, when, I, when we first started, I was like, oh yeah, no, God of War. That, that first scene... That that scene with the stranger is yeah. honestly, it was one of the one of the like hallmark moments of my life. With video <laughs> games. Uh, like as far as video games are concerned, that's one of the hallmark moments of my life. That oh my gosh, just the back and forth on that. But both Scott and Chris have like talked me into video games that I had no desire of playing beforehand just to get (laughs) that moment. Uh, And then obviously I've been playing red dead redemption and waiting for that ending. I, I I basically knew that that was coming, that Arthur's going to die to save John. Like everyone knew that because he's not in the first game. He's not in the first game. He's like the only one of the crew that's not in the first game. And Troy named it his last ride. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, how how would you rank it? One, two, three. After after hearing all of our after hearing all that, I would say mine would be, um, and no disrespect to anybody else, uh, Undertale, God of War, Red Dead Redemption. Jake, <laughs> Jose. I, honestly, uh, so mine, I would probably take Nier Automata out because it wasn't story-based at that point. It kind of was towards the end of that, that opening sequence, yeah. but it was more about gameplay and just immediate intensity and, and just not expecting it. And so, like I said at the beginning, like I'm kind of ruining it for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I can withdraw mine. Really? I mean, because yours sounded really cool. Like it, you, it was. You it was kind of I, I, I seriously was just about to put Nier Automata at number two. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, then I won't withdraw. It. <laughs> but I, but I, I'm kind of like conceding beforehand that it it's because uh, fighting the stranger, Balder, or whatever in God of War, that was amazing. I I would put that at one. How yeah. how would you rank it? One, two, three. Um, I would do God of War. Um, what were God of War near Tomata and then uh, and then Chris's what, what Undertale, Undertale. Under, under I keep on th- I keep on wanting to call it Undertaker but um Dung. yeah that would be my top three God of War near Tomata under I think that's probably where mine's at too the same the same one where are you at yeah I, I would say the same just because in the in the God of War one 
I, I completely forgot that I had a kid in the game that was hiding underneath the house because <laughs> yeah. of the whole damn fight. It, it became more of a, a struggle to keep yourself alive. Exactly. I feel bad, though, that that uh, that Arthur's last ride isn't getting any love because uh, having played as Arthur Morgan for as long as I have, like, you can see they've set up the whole, and like, it seems like it's pull something- one way and the other way. You can see the pull both ways in him as you're playing the game. And, like, for him to make that selfless of a decision after all that time, for someone he doesn't like, mind you, yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't like, like John, John Marston. Marston he likes John Marston's wife and his kid, but he does not like John. And so for someone that he doesn't like, to be, for him to make that kind of sacrifice is actually kind of a a huge thing for a person to do yeah so i kind of feel bad that it's not getting any love because because it deserves it however i i think it deserves it too but yeah yeah um and and another another point to that i mean like just the things that rockstar did with that game that they haven't done with other games like you're eating food to watch your weight and you're like why the hell am i watching arthur morgan's weight and you realize he has tuberculosis and then he loses his weight to the point where he's at his minimum weight and there's nothing you can do about it he's dying you know mm-hmm. he's dying. And that's the point is they kind of subtly put that in there. You're riding along your horse and you pat your horse. There, there, boy. You know, and you just, you like, you're patting your horse and you're bonding with your horse. And you as a player don't realize you're bonding with that horse until that horse freaking dies. <laughs> I also heard like, there's a oh, moment where you're, uh, you, you have tuberculosis and you realize you're dying and you're losing your weight and you're losing your weight and you're riding, just doing something. And then you fall off your yes, horse. Yep. And yes. you're like, what the hell? Yep. And he's, yeah. he's so sick, he can't even hold himself up on yeah. his own See, horse anymore. About the horse in Red Dead Redemption, and we're getting way... I know, we're not, we're not even getting any closer to figuring this out. Is that I, 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 I got to New Orleans, and I got to all that stuff, and then I went and I bought the nicest horse you can buy, and then I went back to my first horse, because <laughs> I like my first horse. Like, it... It is. I have an emotional connection to my horse in a game that I didn't think was important. I went and bought the other mm-hmm. horse because I want a faster horse. It's easier transportation. I want, yeah. yeah. But, but then I was like, going, no, you gotta feed no. Him. Yeah. the other one's the better. Troy, how how would you rank? How would you rank it? I was gonna put Undertale at one. Yeah, Undertale, God of War, and Red Dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Chris, what's your ranking? Because these are all really, really good. Yeah. Um, Seriously, it's, but I, I think that one to- I think that near Automata is a great moment. What you said, you've convinced me to buy the game. You're an excellent salesman. <laughs> but your moment is like the opening of the game, and it's kind of like a, a tone piece. So is God of War's. Right, right, right. Well, but, well, God of War has has some history behind it, true. like the first three games. But, uh, but I mean, Nier Automata is uh, a third or fourth in the franchise as well. Yeah, that's true. But it, I think it's more of a tone piece rather than the culmination of a story. And it sounds like God of War is going to be our winner because that's almost unanimously everyone's, like, first one. Um, but if I were to say I would put Undertale at number one, um, God of War at two, and then Red Dead at three. That's what I have. That's interesting that that there's two sets of us that have the exact same list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's um, yeah, so, so it who, sounds who's like going to bend here. So let's see. We have three it's, for God of War at number one. So, and then two for God of War at number two. 
So yeah, I think God of War is probably his number one. And and I said before, I'm willing to concede. But I think I think I think God of War at number one, and then Undertale at number two sounds. And then Red Dead at three. And then Red yep. Dead at three. That sounds good to me. I, and I'm All fine right. with flipping God of War, Undertale. I disagree, but I'm fine with it. Um, I mean, I do too. Yeah, but, but it's because yeah. it's just because one is the culmination and of the all hard my work. Part, the hardest part about this is I haven't played it, so I yeah. Like you, you put a lot of passion into that, and I felt that, but you can't feel it no, entirely no without playing and, it, without and there's so putting much, so many hours. There's into so much it. context that I didn't even touch upon. Right. That I was mm-hmm. trying to. Mm-hmm. But it's that's deep. Like it's you well, work hard to get it. Takes hours and hours of gameplay, and that, that's why to, that to emotional me, moment. That's why to me, the, the moment in God of War was surprising, but it wasn't. It didn't take my breath away like the way the Undertale did. If like, it, if that makes sense. Well, the emotional impact wasn't as right. So big. the so the official uh, gold, silver, bronze is God of War, Undertale, Red Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. For moment of the year of 2018. Great. Best moment or sequence. God, that was a conversation, dude. Yeah. That was good. But you know, it was good because like each one of us brought Are something. We done? Even even though um not quite. Not yet. Uh yes. even even though um even though like Jake relinquished his picks, like just the way that you talked about the passion of the Spartan kick in Spider-Man, it was it was still great. Each one of us brought something like fantastic there. So um but yeah, so that is going to conclude our part one of the Colbo Arcade Awards. Um, man, we have is, a lot to say, so yeah, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, have fun getting through this. No, I, I, I'm going. I'm going to really enjoy going back and listening through this again because I had a lot of fun discussing all this, guys. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, thank you for playing. Uh, anything else? No, just tune back in next time for the conclusion of. The Arcade Awards. The Arcade Awards. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. I'm happy. Game on, bros. Game on. All right. Well, bye. Bye. Bye.